Hello there. You're listening to the Box Office Show. I'm Ryan Hill. And I'm Dylan Johnson. Today we're going to be talking about the box office numbers from last weekend and our box office predictions for this upcoming weekend. We'll also be bouncing around the multiverse of madness in our review for the MCU's newest flick starring Doctor Strange. And to help us chart our way through that multiverse, we brought two Sam Raimi fanatics back to the show, Matt Beck and Zach Wolf. Yo, Welcome. what's up, guys? Hello. That's Zach, and that's Matt. Welcome. Glad to be back on. We're going to dive into our trailer talk. We just got caught up on all the trailers that released recently. So, well, actually, first of all, there was a trailer okay. in front of Doctor Strange yeah. that I've been waiting to get Dylan's opinion about. Yeah. The Avatar trailer. Did you wait until you saw it no. in theaters? You slut. <laughs> I, I, watched it like, I watched it like two days after we recorded that episode when you mentioned it. <laughs> and I'll be honest with you, I forgot about it and I wouldn't have watched it. Except I was sitting with Alexa and she goes, have you seen the new Avatar trailer? And I went, you know what? No, I haven't. And I put it on. I can't believe this. this I told you, trailer. if nobody brought it up to me, I would never have thought about it. And I wouldn't have seen it until Doctor Strange. What are the odds that Alexa <laughs> the randomly odds? brings that up? Yeah, but you know what? It's great. Nice. It's cool. I'm, I'm, I'm like a seven on the scale of excitement. I need to rewatch the. It makes me want to rewatch the first one, which I haven't wanted to do Man. since I first watched it. Wait until September when it's back I in will. theaters. I'm not gonna rewatch it now. Oh, it's gonna go back in theaters. Yeah, they're gonna re-release it September. They're gonna put it in 4DX. <laughs> I hope they probably should. Dude. I mean, nothing's gonna be there in September. I almost went and saw Doctor Strange two in 4DX, <laughs> but I didn't have enough money to to front it. It's just too expensive. It's like twenty something bucks. Gosh, but what an experience that would have been. Yeah, I've never been in one of those 4DX things. It's incredible. It is. is it really? It is it's an really experience. Incredible. It's more of a roller coaster. Than a I just always game. imagine, like, is your popcorn not just shaken out of the <laughs> little bag? That's why you got to uh, hold, hold on to your popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> Matt and I saw Fast 9 and 4DX. Yes. Oh, my God. That and sounds amazing. That I, was think it, I think it made it better than it could have ever been. I bet yeah. it would. Yeah. I bet it, it would. Definitely you should do that for, for what, Fast X? yeah oh yeah God, we yeah. should watch fast x and 40x it'll be the tradition 40 fast x <laughs> yeah that'd be good that's my true. first theater experience with a fast and furious movie that's how it should be that's the only way honestly that i'd want to do it is <laughs> if it's in 40x <laughs> yeah without having seen any of the movies before it <laughs> exactly i'd have You've to catch you up it? on the whole lore of fast and furious never seen it no He's seen any of them, even though we did a cinema showdown with Ryan and Kirk and you picked the movie that I was fighting for, which is Fast Five. And you were supposed to watch it. And you never did. Well, we were supposed to have a movie night where we watch it. So I think you just don't want to watch it. We'll plan it. I mean, that's also true, but we should plan <laughs> it and it'll be fun watching it together. But yeah, I mean, I had no interest prior to that, but it'll be fun to see how it actually pans out. And what will also be fun is to see how. These next few movies we're going to talk about will pan out. First is The Gray Man, coming from the Russo brothers, who you know did The Avengers Infinity War and Endgame and all that jazz. Cherry. Exactly. Oh, <laughs> <They were laughs> lesser known. But 
yeah the gray man we saw that trailer it's gonna hit netflix it's like a 200 million dollar budget kind of insane it's crazy ryan gosling's in there so and chris evans so what'd y'all think i think it's all right i think it's just gonna be cool action i'm not expecting anything more than that okay all right zach i thought it looked awesome <laughs> nice <laughs> Right, and no, I, I actually did enjoy it. I thought the trailer. I mean, I kind of feel like a dad for liking it, but <laughs> I thought it was pretty fun. I, I feel like I can crack a cold one open for that movie. Oh, I just enjoy it. Yeah, Ryan Gosling, Chris Evans. What's that's like a. Life? That's like a. I want to turn my brain off and watch some good action kind of movie. Kind of like a, exactly. Well, not quite Mad Max because that one's just phenomenal. But oh, yeah. like, uh, like, uh, like a cat, like the the Captain America movies they made. Those are just kind of like. Sit down and watch some good action. Turn your brain off. Yeah. Or like Fast Five. Or like Fast Five. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty good action, Ryan. I'm not joking. (laughs) I mean, I'll see it at some point. I am sure I'll have a good time. But I will say, to your point, Zach, about it being just some fun action, the gray man before this trailer didn't interest me at all because I heard about the project. I knew of it, and I was like, that would be stupid. But I might might watch it at some point as just a filler thing in between other things that i'm watching what do you mean so, might it's just good action go watch it it's what? on netflix you don't have to go to a theater you just put it on your tv well i know that's what i'm saying but again it's tell you, tell you, what, not... you come over to my place wherever i'm living when it comes out are you saying on the tv pop some popcorn you're gonna watch it did you watch red notice it's not it the same give red people, notice vibes though. didn't it but it gives no, us things to more No, it looked way better than Red Notice. Yeah, it looked way know. better. That is true, but I agree. They give the same sorts of vibes. Like no. big I, I, I think it's the same kind of dad Netflix. popcorn. Yeah. yeah. Red Stay Notice was trying to be like like Ryan Gosling's sense of humor with The Rock's sense of like or Ryan determination Reynolds. of... Yes, thank you. Ryan Reynolds' sense of humor with like The Rock's sort of like action forward him putting him in the center of things it was like it did not blend well like the way it looked it didn't blend well but this seems just like the russo brothers going all out on action and ryan exactly. gosling and chris evans just happen to be in it exactly so i feel like i right dig it yeah, now true. do we get to see the mustache and the goatee on the big screen too or it's just on netflix and <laughs> select theaters question. okay i hope it's near me <laughs> <laughs> how Matt, far would you drive you to go see the gray man oh man i would upwards of like 10 15 minutes i don't know <laughs> down to waterford it's a 10 15 000 miles i'll, I'll go as far as i need to i would go like down the road i don't know <laughs> man? i don't know I'd go as far as like wherever next to my local Publix, like yeah. or, you know <laughs> If I'm if I happen to be you know by the theater you know I'd be willing to go <laughs> at the Best Buy on those test <laughs> on those test TVs. Yes, yeah. That, I hope that, that's where the gray man will be stuck. <laughs> Maybe if it's on a plane that I'm on one day, I'll put it on. You know, yeah. go that far. <clears throat> it's not out of the way. Yeah, a little bit yeah, of man what, from Uncle. What did you actually think, Matt? No, I thought it definitely it did look better than Red Notice. But it's still yeah. it's it's in the dad popcorn area. I didn't get to see ambulance, but I feel like it's a similar thing where it's just like, whoa, look at how fast that camera moves. I know. And, and awesome. I, got, I got to see it. 
So, As someone who saw ambulance, <laughs> that is exactly what it is, and that's what he's going for. <laughs> Wait, so. what do you think oh, of ambulance? It stays in its lane. Again, it's not particularly good on any other front, other than uh, there's some really good action shots in there. He does. Go. I'm. I was surprised. I mean, Michael Bay did really try to hammer home this brotherly dynamic, but mm. you don't really care for it. You just care about the next cool shot, and then the next cool unhinged Jake Gyllenhaal monologue. Exactly. So, have you guys <laughs> ever seen The Rock? Oh, yeah. Seen the Rock? I've only seen parts. He Ryan references the rock. the rock in Ambulance. Yeah. Which is insane. Oh, Michael is now just watching his own movies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I'm going to make a note. I'm going to make you watch The Rock one day, Ryan. <laughs> the Rock's you would, awesome. You would love The Rock. I'm sure. It's incredible. But yeah. Uh, moving on to Thor. Love and Thunder, a new trailer dropped after the teaser trailer like two weeks ago mm -hmm. so what did y'all think of this one and it might get hot and heavy in here i know a lot of us dylan in particular yeah. were just floored with it they had to I take mean, a few yeah, minutes no. after i know christian bale and all that white oh my god <laughs> <laughs> all that black stuff in his teeth i mean my goodness <laughs> talk about a hunk the bald head oh my Taylor god made baby <laughs> i thought christian bale looked good with hair <laughs> take it away but yeah yeah i'm gonna say you know i'm still just as excited as i was before which is only kind of i have not it did not like Sorry. increase my excitement but it also did not decrease my excitement i'm still gonna watch it i'm more excited for it than i was for dr strange i was not excited for dr strange but oh, you know i'm we'll i'm it's of the superhero things that are coming out it's one of the very few that i'm you know looking forward to in in, in some regard is is the best way I can put it. Gotcha, Zach. Uh, I thought I thought it looked cool. I think I liked the Gray Man more, or whatever the movie was called. Wow. Yeah, I like the what's his name, <clears throat> Christian Bale, Gore the God Butcher. Yeah, or whatever his name Great is. Great name. Yeah, I thought he looked cool. Yeah, I thought the black and white was cool. The black and white but, was cool. You're right. Yeah, I'm just kind of the general <laughs> Marvel thing. I'm kind of over it. I'm 100% on that same train. Yeah. It, it has to like bring me in with something else. And this kind of had that, but yeah. not like full send it. I not like that. having Sam Raimi behind it. Oh, well. That's we'll not as much that to me, but Matt, what did you think <laughs> about the trailer? No, I feel kind of similar to you guys. I like, especially coming off of Ragnarok, which I feel like is one of like my favorite of the Marvel films. Mm -hmm. This trailer was like, it's good. But it, I'm kind of like just as excited as I would have been knowing that the movie was coming out following Ragnarok. Yeah, <clears throat> I think it's cool to see Christian Bale as kind of like a Voldemort bad guy. We'll see if he's kind of like like the weaker part of the movie. Like I felt like Kate Blanchett was with the last one. Hopefully that's kind of like yeah. a better aspect that mm. levels out the movie. But um, no, I mean, I think it looks good. It looks fun. It looks like the same kind of Taika Waititi yeah. style flair that we got. So we'll Ryan see. thoughts. I would agree with what everyone else says. Mm -hmm. My excitement didn't go up a bit, but yeah, I'm not over the moon about it. I do think it's interesting, though, the Thor and Jane Foster little dynamic in here. I like that. And I also liked, as you guys brought up, Christian Bale. I mean, he just looks cool. Yeah. So I'm hoping yeah, he looks so cool. whatever they actually do with him will live up to how amazing physically, yeah. visually he appears. Hope he kills Zeus. That would be cool. Funny. Think he was Russell Crowe as Zeus. That would be really good. That would be good. Do, do we know his character's name? Christian Bale? Uh, or, or the God, the God Butcher. Butcher. Oh, okay. Or the God Butcher. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Gotcha. Now, the last trailer we're going to talk about is the Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1 trailer. And I'll give my thoughts. I think it looks fucking awesome. <laughs> I'm so excited. It looks so cool. It looks just as cool, if not cooler, than Fallout. There's so much going on. There were so many different set pieces. I'm just so excited. It looks awesome. Wow. Zach, your thoughts? <laughs> uh, I don't know if I'm that passionate about it, but <laughs> I do really like the shot when he uh, dives off that cliff and yeah. kills himself. I yeah, it's that badass. Was cool. But the... Uh, Suicide yeah. is badass. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I, I think I like the Gray Man more. Alright, Ryan, your thoughts. Well, I... Okay, so with the Mission Impossible one, it definitely felt, because we're 14 months out from actually seeing it or something, and sure. I think they released yeah. it because the CinemaCon teaser thing that they gave got leaked, yeah. so they had to also put it Top out. Gun. So it's not really like a full trailer. This is as teasery as a teaser can get because it's just a lot of random a bunch of shots. images, shots that are There's no out plot there. whatsoever. Yeah. So It's just a dude saying, you have to make a choice. And then just a bunch of action shots. <laughs> Which is in every Mission Impossible trailer. Like It's always that same thing of your country betrayed you and here you are still doing this thing. So and it works every time. It does. It really does. But I'm like, wow. It's an impossible mission. <laughs> it truly the whole is. country is against him. It and at the end up. of it, he finds his way back. Yeah. It's incredible. So Did you I, make this movie, Dylan? Huh? <laughs> he was on it. <laughs> yeah, he wrote it. <laughs> yeah. You're very passionate about this movie. Paying you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm, uh, I have, I'm wiping my head with dollar bills. Uh, they, uh, uh, they didn't contact me at all. The box office show brought to you by Mission Impossible, Impossible Dead, Dead Reckoning, Reckoning Part, part One. one. Yeah. Not Part Two though. They they got other people to do that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Other they, podcasts. Yeah, but yeah, I am excited for it because it is a Mission Impossible property. I don't know if the trailer really did anything to change that. I'm That's at how. sort of the same excitement level. I'm looking forward to though when they do release an actual fully fledged trailer. Hopefully, they will do that like they did the Fallout trailer. Because that was fantastic. And so I'm hoping yeah. we'll get that sort of treatment and it'll bump up my hype even more. But yeah, Dead Reckoning Part 1. Certainly going to go see it. Hopefully the next trailer will do more to get other people interested in it. Because I don't really know how much this would other do if Dylan. you're yeah, if you're already <laughs> a Mission Impossible Tom Cruise fan. You'll definitely like it. But I don't know if the general audience will really be have their interest peaked by that. But Another piece of news, Daredevil, apparently, according to Variety, is going to get a series at Disney+. Plus. And there's no word yet whether it's a continuation of the Netflix one, but in what world would they do a Netflix series that isn't a continuation? So nothing's been confirmed yet by Disney or Marvel, but apparently that is on the horizon. So what do you all think of that? It's all right. I mean, I never watched the original series, but I uh, hear it's good. And uh, I like Charlie Cox, so I'm here for it. Do it. Might as well. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Zach said, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Turns out yeah. he's scared of Daredevil. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm scared of the story. Can we move on, guys? <laughs> no, I mean... It's... Daredevil's just off camera holding a gun to his head. <laughs> you better say something nice. <laughs> I can't see, but I can shoot. <laughs> does does Daredevil get a gun in this new series? Oh, that, that, would, tell me. Of that yeah. would tell me. Yeah, that's a the blind name. Man Daredevil with a gun. With a gun. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I don't know. 
Disney Plus shows are kind of lame. So yeah, I I'm can not, I can feel that. Yeah, I'm not really looking forward to this. I like Mando and I like Loki and and the rest are they're just they're just not very good. Yeah, I only like Mando. You didn't like, good. you didn't like Loki? Uh, I think I gave it one episode and thought it was fine. Oh, you should watch more though. It gets pretty good. Yeah, to be fair, I I think I've watched one episode of every Marvel series. So uh, the other ones you don't have to watch the rest, but I think Loki's worth a shot. Actually, I've seen three episodes of Moon Knight. Oh, I haven't watched. I've only watched one episode of Moon Knight. I guess I should watch that. Yeah, it was probably. Fun. Yeah, it was cool. I feel like we might talk about it at some point on the show, so I guess I should watch it. Because I'm really passionate about Moon Knight. It. What? What are we talking about? Yeah. Mm, were you not paying attention ryan well i was paying attention <laughs> zoned out. well you are the one that was avidly like trying to get superhero things kicked off our schedule for later in the year so i'm like what a moon knight show you have no watched no, it. I have no. Watched it. not a moon knight show i just feel like maybe we like like in our other superhero shows you might bring up other mcu products from the year including moon knight right i think this is like i feel I, like if it comes up in the conversation i want to be able to talk about it sure, and not right. be like oh, i didn't see it I think this is enough Moon Knight we'll ever get. Okay. Then I probably will watch it. <laughs> That'll be it. Sorry, okay. Moon Knight. Yeah. Rest in peace. Yeah. Uh, moving on to our box office breakdown for the weekend of May 20th to the 22nd. Doctor Strange, still in first place. Mm-hmm. In the third week, it had $31.6 million, bringing its domestic total to 342 And Damn. it's worldwide to $803 million, making it the Good. number one movie of 2022 so far. Go right. Sam! <laughs> it's all a credit to Sam Raimi. He gets all the money. All $803 million goes directly to him. Yeah, they're just going to give it all to him. Yeah. That's crazy, isn't it? First <laughs> time in history. They just gave it all to Spider-Man. The director made 100% of the money. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, good stuff yeah. for Doctor Strange. We also have Downton Abbey, a new era. Mm-hmm. The second Downton Abbey film. It got $16 million, so a good showing given that it largely skews to the older crowd, and given that we're in the post-pandemic era, it didn't live up to the first film, which was pre-pandemic, had 31 million in its opening. But this is still mm-hmm. quite a good opening. So yeah, yeah. The animated flick, The Bad Guys, made six billion just after Downton Abbey. Sonic the Hedgehog two, 3.9 million in its seventh weekend. Nice. Uh, men in the indie box office made 3.2 million. The art house box office, I mean. Everything Everywhere All at Once with 3.1 million, the indie box office darling. It has been kicked out of the mm-hmm. top five, but it has now crossed 52 million domestic, making it the highest grossing A24 film. Fuck yeah. Uh, after that was Fantastic Beasts with 1.9 million. It just edged out Firestarter, 1.9 million in its second weekend. The Lost City, 1.5 million. It has 99 million and it is right on the cusp of crossing that century mark. Exactly. And the Northman with 1 million rounds out the top 10. We can move into predictions for next weekend, May 27th to the 29th, which is also Memorial Day weekend. Ooh. And we have two movies opening. The first is Top Gun Maverick. So the first film opened to 8 million mm-hmm. and it powered on word of mouth to get 176 million. This film is looking for a much bigger opening than 8 million. Do you guys think it will be able to be Tom Cruise's biggest opening ever, which is not a Mission Impossible movie. It's War of the Worlds with 64 million. That's the biggest one, really? It sure is. Yep. Wow. That is so weird. I know. It's crazy. 
Steven Spielberg, man. Yeah. Yeah. Brings everyone out. Still odd. Just like West Side Story. Uh, <laughs> oh, Jesus. Uh, I think I'm going to give it 55 million max. 55 million? Yeah. Max? Well, max. I'm going 70. Okay. Wow. Flip max? it down, coach. Oh, gosh. I feel like I feel like people are excited for the movie. How much? How much did you say, Zach? Seventy. Seventy. I'll say. I'll say sixty. Wait, wait. War of the Worlds was what? It was sixty. Sixty-four. Sixty-four. I don't know if it'll. I'll say sixty. I think it'll what? get close. But... What? <laughs> Fifty-five and and sixty. Yeah, that's a little bit crazy. I'm going, I'm going eighty-five million. I mean, we'll see, bro. And I'm yeah. in the four-day Memorial Weekend. I'm gonna say it'll cross a hundred million. I mean, do you think people are really going to go see a military-themed movie on Memorial Day weekend? <laughs> <laughs> They're going to be so busy buying mattresses, Ryan. I don't, I don't think you guys are giving this movie enough credit. This is like the Donald Trump of movies. Like, <laughs> this is, is going to bring out so many people, bro. This is speaking to middle America. Like, my parents are so excited for this movie. Really? It's all those people who, like, loved it in the original, like, all the way in the 80s. Exactly. I guess I should watch the original Top Gun so that when I go see Top Gun Maverick, I'll know what's uh, happening. They were doing funny. an advanced screening of Top Gun Maverick yesterday when I went to go see Doctor Strange 2. And I almost asked for a ticket, but then I was like, ah, I haven't seen Top Gun and I need to see Doctor Strange for the show. And I don't want to watch two movies tonight. And so I just went and saw Doctor Strange. But they were <laughs> doing like they're doing like an early screening. Do, do you know how popular like that one was yesterday? Because I did I hear no that. Idea. They did one last week, and I think they turned away like a hundred people. Whoa! For, for that one, so maybe <laughs> maybe I'm wrong with my estimation. Maybe there is some popular. I like, mean, they, maybe there's some love for the movie that that I'm not I'm telling y'all. I thought they were estimating, but the lady but, was like asking people walking in, anyone. They were like, "Please, does anyone want these tickets?" Okay, they're 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 like, they're like, they're like, do you want to come see Top down. Gun? Like they were just asking people. Coming they all in. saw it the day before or the week before. <clears throat> yeah, all the all the people that cared went to the earliest screening, and now it's <laughs> the just the stragglers, the Top Gunners. But th- there does seem to be some passion behind the movie, so it'll probably do well. This movie's going to do so much money, guys. Like it could be like could be a hundred bigger I than that. I think. Really? I think <laughs> all the older folks, the Gen Xers and above that love the original movie are going to come out. I think Zach is right in saying like anyone who would be interested in the military type movie, which not many really are made anymore. I mean, it's certainly a patriotic film. So going out to that, you got Tom Cruise fans coming out. It's is this the marketed thing? really well, I feel. Like yeah. The trailer's having good. So I think it'll open big. I think it can do it. And if not, I think like the original one, it'll be good word of mouth. Because again, yeah. this film has crazy good critical reviews, mm-hmm. like a 96% mm-hmm. on Rotten Tomatoes. That's nuts. And how long of an ovation at Con? Five minutes, but like every film gets a crazy ovation. <laughs> nah. Talk- I, I, mean, I mean, five minutes <laughs> is the length of the credits. Like they just applauded through the credits. <laughs> and then when they were over, they were like, all right, I guess we're done. How long was the Once Upon uh I think it was, it was like 11 minutes probably. Yeah, I think 11. 11 minutes. Oh my god. <laughs> That's crazy. Someone probably went to the hospital for their hand. Could you imagine like I read some, like I was reading somewhere like there's some movie they got like a 20 something minute standing ovation. Like could you imagine just standing there for half an hour and you're applauding you're like when are they going to stop? Like can I leave now? I have to no, still clapping nubs. Could you imagine? I just 
I couldn't be a part of it. I get so tired after like three minutes. I'd be like, guys, we're done, right? Wasn't that good? That three minutes? Insane. I'm tired after like a minute. Like, yeah, like no movie's that good. Come on, guys. <laughs> I don't think I've clapped for more than a minute. Also, is it like a strong 20 minute or is it like one guy and they're like, okay, I guess we got to keep counting. Like, like yeah. he's the <laughs> one guy. Thing, there's so. one guy who's like, I loved it. <laughs> they're like right. trying to continue on with like the Q&A and he's like, don't, don't, not yet. I loved it. <laughs> keep the count going. <laughs> like, please, sir, I think you have to leave now. Could we just like pay a guy to stand in the back and be like, just clap for my movie for like 45 minutes. I'll give you a thousand dollars. So we, we like break the record. A Forty-five minute long standing ovation at the Florida Film Festival. Yeah, people are blowing out their brains as Spencer's just standing in the back, like it was great. It was great. It was great. Don't don't put on the next one yet. Okay, but is Top Gun Maverick going to do better than the other movie coming out this weekend, Bob's Burgers, the animated movie? Hmm. Oh, I mean, man. come on, it's Bob's Burgers. Stiff competition. I think it has a chance. I think it has a chance to beat out Bob's Burgers. But yeah, I do think it will. I do think it will. I think Bob's Burgers you will get like thirteen will? more million. I, I, th- yeah. I, I think Top Gun Maverick probably will beat out Bob's Burgers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. I think Bob's Burgers will get like thirteen million or fourteen million. I think it'll be more than that, right? What? I don't know. What? You it's a very it, niche it's a crowd niche. that likes Bob's Burgers. Yeah. Maybe you're right. And those are the only people that are going to go see it. Yeah. Everyone yeah. else is going to be watching Top Gun Maverick or Doctor Strange or everything everywhere all at once. Matt's men. predictions are so funny. Me and Matt talk about <laughs> box office so much. <laughs> like, they're so Oof. funny. <laughs> like, him I and I were talking about Avatar. And, like, what did you say? What did I say? Well, I, I think I had pretty reasonable thoughts about Avatar. Yeah, I said, like, like everything in my left pocket, right? <laughs> no. No, I think it's it. I, 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 I said, I said, Something about it comparing to No Way Home, right? That I thought it wouldn't pass No Way Home. Okay. Like, like overall, but wasn't it one point five before? No, oh, I, I might have mentioned that, but no, 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 no. <laughs> no we were closer to like one point, right? Like one point eight, like one point seven, high one point seven. I think like, that's uh, a a fair guess for yeah. sure. Yeah. If it's if it really does strike the same nerve as the original one did, I I think it can get to the two billion mark perhaps but yeah. i think it no doubt will cross a billion and i think 1.5 is a certainty as well mm-hmm. but I yeah agree. as for bob's burgers yeah not so much yeah i think it'll get double maybe, digits yeah. maybe opening <laughs> weekend but i would be surprised if it really does anything like 20 million or anything like that right yeah mm-hmm. all right and then I mean, Outside of the box office, we have some TV and streaming shows that are also dropping in Memorial Day weekend. We have Kenobi, the Obi-Wan Kenobi show, is airing its first two episodes, May 27th. And then Stranger Things Season 4 is airing its first seven episodes that same day. And these episodes are all like feature-length stuff. They're all, the shortest one I saw was an hour and three minutes. Have you guys seen the runtimes, Matt and Zach? No. no. Wait, so you're saying for Kenobi or no for Stranger Things? Oh no. So for season four, no. There for Stranger Things <laughs> season four, they're doing the first seven episodes on the same day as Kenobi, May twenty seventh, and the shortest one is like an hour and three minutes, and the longest one is an hour and thirty eight minutes. Whoa! And then on July first, they're showing the last two episodes of the season, which the first one is an hour and twenty five minutes. 
and the second one is is two and a half hours long. What? What? It's oh a feature. It's they a feature. Content. That's a they long content. <laughs> That's a long feature. <laughs> That's a lot of content, dude. That, that is a lot. Is this the final season? Uh, I have no idea. No, I feel like it's got. I think season this. five is the final season. Oh, which yeah, is isn't that crazy? Even crazier. Can you imagine <laughs> season five is like thirty hours long, and it's like six episodes? Could you imagine? What like, the heck? Going up, it's nuts. Looking at these these two and a half hours for one episode of a television show. Like even Sherlock had only hour an hour and a half episodes. Yeah, Over that's long. British. I sat for like the hour and a half episodes, yeah. and like watching a season of Sherlock. It takes you know. Four and a half hours is long. This is ridiculous. These kids are going to be middle aged. <laughs> They're going to get middle aged in the in the middle of the ninth episode. It's two hours and thirty minutes. That's All insane. Sudden, they're going to get played by like Bill Hader in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> that was an eight joke for you guys. Uh, I got it. That was a good, good one. That chapter two, you, baby. Should, should I watch Stranger Things, guys? I asked Matt this yesterday, and he said no. <laughs> I said ninety nine percent. No, have you There's not seen any of this? No, period. Not even <laughs> season one. I think you should because either you'll like it and then it's worth watching it, or you won't like it, but at least you'll know the zeitgeist of like this generation of watching yeah. Stranger Things. That's true. But I should think I you should watch it. Also, the experience of watching that much television in one season, where each episode is at least an hour and could be as long as two and a half hours, like you got to have that experience. Watching a Do two I and a half hour episode of a television show. That's yeah. crazy. That's the longest television show episode I've ever. That, that's just a TV yeah. movie. Yeah, it really that's is. That's not even a TV movie. That's <clears throat> the like, longest TV movie ever. That's 30 yeah. minutes away from being the Batman. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> that's insane. Yeah. That's longer than the <clears throat> Northman. Yeah. That, that is nuts. It's nuts. Yeah. So I guess yeah. you got to catch up, Zach. You got to get on yeah, it, Zach. Uh, I got to rewatch season three. I don't remember it. shit about it. <laughs> I'm too busy watching. Hopper uh, was mean. The gray man. You're right. Hopper was mean. I don't remember anything about it, bro. I don't either. I don't really want to watch season four. It's just taken too long. All the hype's yeah. gone down. It's the same thing every season. I'm not like and the biggest fan be... of it anymore, but like I just the experience of watching a two and a half hour episode, I got to know. <laughs> I got to know what it's like. Yeah, I'm not itching to, to be that dedicated. Like... I'm going to watch ever it. Have you seen eventually. a two and a half hour long movie? Yeah, it's like that, huh? It's kind of like that. (laughs) (laughs) Incredible experience. Very unique. So, yeah, a lot of stuff going on this weekend. A lot. At home, at the theaters. We'll see how people divide up their time. But now it is time to talk about what we watched over this past week. Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Directed, of course, by Sam Raimi and the composer Danny Elfman. Reuniting, yeah, give us a superhero flick 20 years after their original outing in Spider Man. So, this is quite the milestone, quite the event in superhero cinema. So, let's go ahead and just do some initial spoiler free impressions about the film, and then we'll dig into all the spoilery details about this film. So, Dylan, why don't we start with you who just saw it? The other night, right? Yesterday? Yep, I saw it last night. Oh, wow. I went at 725 alone to the Regal, and uh, I came out of the theater, and I said to myself, that was bad. Whoa. I said, that was a a bad movie. That was a movie that was not good. I thought it was probably the worst Marvel movie other than Black Widow. What? uh, Oh, no. And uh, I didn't like it at all. 
What the? No, no, I've seen Thor and Thor the Dark World, and yeah. uh, it's worse than both of those. Oh my what? god. <laughs> There's yeah. Iron Man 2. There's. Now it's worse than that, too. Oh Dude, your Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness was Captain Marvel? bad. <laughs> it's worse than Captain Marvel. You just committed a hate crime against Zack and Matt right now. I bet I did. I just. What? <clears throat> I thought it was really, really, really bad. I wish Sam Raimi oh, had gotten man. the opportunity to write it. I feel like maybe he could have saved it if he had been given that opportunity. I felt like he tried to save it with his style, but I felt like it was just. It was just watching like cameos. It just didn't feel like a real movie. It just felt so fake. It felt so fake felt like- and lifeless. And at least at least things like Thor and Thor the Dark World and Captain Marvel, like it felt like it had a life to it. Like it felt like it had a purpose. This just felt like they wanted to make money and so they made it. And there's just no life to it. And that sucks. Wow. And like it feels like Sam what? Raimi was the feels like Sam Raimi was the only one that cared. And it felt like he really tried to put his style in it and try to make something that really mattered. And everyone else was like, great, we're making money. It just didn't feel good. It just felt bad. Okay. So quite the opinion coming out of the gate from (laughs) Dylan. I imagine, Zach and Matt, you have differing opinions. We slightly differ. (laughs) Go ahead and share your thoughts on this movie. Well, Matt, Matt and I actually have, I think, a little bit of different opinions. Yeah. I've seen it twice, and I really like it. Nice. You well, I should say I really like the Sam Raimi movie. But I don't like the Marvel movie. It, it's such like a weird movie where it's like there's the highest highs of any Marvel movie for me, and then like the lowest lows of like like the America Chavez stuff. Like, God damn, what were you guys thinking? Like, Just in the middle of nowhere, like yeah no nothing about her yeah no, she nothing happens with her gotcha. she she no explanation as to why she can do her powers other than she got a pep talk hold she on. got a yeah. pep talk and she could just do it yeah hold it for the the full-on thoughts but that's true gotcha so <laughs> matt how about you would you feel about this film yeah i mean i have to agree with dylan in some ways that like writing might not have been like the the highlight of this film and that it was cameos but that's kind of a nice thing. Like we got some like without going into spoilers of who we do end up seeing in the movie. We had a, a lot of nice friendly faces come for Sam Raimi fans. And I think overall, like I, I saw it like opening week and I haven't seen it since. I think I'm forgetting it a little bit. Like I, I, I enjoyed myself coming out and now I haven't really thought about it too much, but I did have a good time when I saw it. So I think it's like, it's kind of like settled down into just like normal Marvel territory, but I do think Scarlet Witch is like one of the best Marvel villains that we've seen in the MCU. Yes. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. She's great. Even though I've never seen WandaVision. I yeah, it's funny. I'm WandaVision. interested to hear your thoughts on it since you didn't have any of that context going into it. But yeah, for me, I am more aligned with Zach and Matt about it. I definitely don't think it's the worst MCU has ever produced. I definitely do agree that the greatest strength of the film is Sam Raimi's style, no doubt. The weakest parts of it are, in fact, some of the elements they try to incorporate to make it more Marvel-fied. And then some of the writing, which we'll definitely get into, some of the character arcs just didn't seem to hold any water to it. But, yeah, I generally enjoy myself coming out of it. I think, as you guys just mentioned, Scarlet Witch is a great villain. I think she's one of the best characters MCU has 
right now. I also tend to like Doctor Strange, even though, again, we'll talk about it in this, but he was sort of just a plot element in his own film. There wasn't much of a character there. So that's kind of sad to see him getting sidelined in that way. But I think having Doctor Strange and Scarlet Witch together in this film is great. I love the whole idea of them being two sides of this like sorcery coin and then them having to come to terms with certain goals that they have, certain issues that they have definitely could have been done better, but the effort that they make, I think is a genuine one. So to disagree with the point of it feels lifeless and whatnot, I can see in some elements how that may come across, but I think what they wanted to do with it was a valiant effort. So yeah. Why don't we go ahead and start diving into the spoiler elements? Where do you guys want to start? The fight of my life here. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you don't, I think we'll agree with a lot of what you say about stupid elements or things that don't make sense or don't track. Right. I think for Zach and Matt and for myself as well, those things are outweighed by how fun and amazing Mm -hmm. and satisfying it is to see Sam Raimi's style come through. Like Zach said it perfectly, I think. So you, the Sam Raimi movie that's, huh? You like when they went to the Splatoon world? Well, yeah, that was fun. Yeah, I thought, I thought that was kind of cool. Like that was, vi- it was you didn't like visual. that? No, I thought what? it was also <laughs> dumb. Is this you, hold, hold on, hold on, hold on. So Splatoon world, too much. But hot dog finger world, that's okay. <laughs> yes, <laughs> this man. It's a fine line. A fine. This line. man is a very fine line. It also has to do with like the way it's brought back into the context. Is like. It's not, it's just like, are we talking spoilers now? Yes. We yeah. Are. I just feel like they just dabbled with like the concept of a multiverse and then kind of like, like they were like dipping their toes in a little bit and they were having fun with a bunch of cameos and then they pulled their feet out real quick at the end and were like done. I don't know what you mean by a bunch of cameos. Yeah, I want to bring that up as well, because I thought they were extremely restrained in the cameos that they did. They could have gone all out, and they kept it really restrained, in my opinion. I just felt like, at this point, it just feels like they're throwing in famous people to, to like, just take on these roles, and then they're just like, great, we're going to, we're going to. But wasn't that just, like, like 15 minutes in the middle of the movie? Yeah, I didn't like it. It does feel like a big aside in like the yeah. plot yeah. of the film. Like, like it's cool to see like that because I do think it's kind of a highlight. Like the scene itself is a highlight for me, but in the context of the whole movie, it's like, why? Why are we here again? Like, why does this need to yeah. be here? Is this just like was this a note? <laughs> and Sam Raimi was like, oh, okay, Marvel. Yes, I'm putting <laughs> I'm putting John Krasinski in. He's going in. <laughs> yeah, and here he is. Uh, right, but I wouldn't say it's like a a. A cameo movie because like at least in my mind when they were talking about the the rumors for this movie it was going to be like yeah wolverine's gonna this gonna be in this movie the x-men fantastic four and yes there's some of them in there but like i don't know they were like i mean tom cruise's iron man was like a, yeah a people were saying things like that was gonna happen toby's gonna come back again like yeah. a lot of ridiculous stuff which marvel could have done i think they also tried to the writer michael yeah. waldron or whatever said they'd try to do some of those things which i don't know why yeah. he would openly say that because then that does point to them just using it as a cameo fest but i yeah. will say if you're going to take the concept of the multiverse and you have 10 plus years of an established 
overarching canon in your film series, the expectation, the bare minimum that you have to do is to include some cameos. Like we want to see what different right. versions of the characters are like or what some other characters that we never got to see in the MCU, how they would fit in. So I think knowing that and also knowing what they could have done, trying to get Tom Cruise, trying to get Tobey Maguire, all that stuff, I think they hit a middle ground that met what people should have had for their expectations, which, oh, we may have some cool cameos, get to see some Marvel characters that we don't usually get to see in the MCU without them taking it too far where it does become just a cameo fest over and over and over. So in that regard, the whole Illuminati thing, I think they handled that well. And I also, mm -hmm. extending that point, some people have been upset about the Illuminati got wasted they didn't use them properly. All these characters just get killed off immediately. I think for two reasons, that's fine. Again, number one, if you're playing with the multiverse, you can do fun things that you can't do in the normal universe where you have to stick to it and make everything seem plausible and all that jazz. So I think killing characters off is completely permitted. Like you get to have that fun when you bring in these characters that aren't a part of our established timeline. Number two, that whole bit of killing the Illuminati helps Scarlet Witch come off as so terrifying and powerful. And also the kills themselves were incredible. Black Bolt, no. when that man got got. What? That was so, was so good. Wait, you didn't, like, you didn't like the Black Bolt kill? They, they crushed Captain Marvel with rocks. They just put a yeah, couple of rocks on her and she was dead. <laughs> like, that was it. And she's then Captain Marvel. You can't just drop rocks on her and be like, oh, I guess she's dead. I will say that Dude, one was weird. She's been thrown into planets. <laughs> yeah, that one was strange. <laughs> she but got crushed by a statue. This is a variant, bro. Maybe That's maybe true. she's she's weak. Also, so when Why? you guys. Hold on. So did you you saw opening weekend? You said Matt. Yes. And Zach, yeah. I assume you did as well. Yeah. yeah. So how was it like when the audience yeah, was, was the, reacting to the, people, the cameo experience people we had, loved that scene yeah we like, had really that part. i felt like people didn't really at least like the people in front of us were like throwing their hands up and like what the f like well I, I thought that they were like they were into it though like i think they were maybe like they were annoyed maybe that their characters were getting killed off but like people were like like when those characters got introduced people were screaming so for every one of them because in mine people knew captain carter or at least the idea of like oh it's cool it's like a captain america but she's british People, not many people knew Black Bolt. No. Only me and a couple no, other people. I don't, I don't think people cared about. Black yeah, no, they really only screamed for John Krasinski and Professor, Professor X. X. Yeah, no one. Yeah. Was, was, was also like kinda. silent when yeah. Captain Marvel came up. It was just completely silent, which I thought was that. Yeah. And then <laughs> Mister Fantastic, and everyone was like, "Oh, is that?" And then Professor yeah. X, even though everyone knew, <laughs> but they just were like, "Oh, that's fine." Kill cool. <laughs> yeah. with rocks in like a few minutes. I don't know. Yeah, whatever fucking, you want. <laughs> fucking rocks. <laughs> I did so think many plot holes. So many, so many plot holes. One thing I will say is the kill of Black Bolt. Like it doesn't make sense that Reed Richards, this super genius, would immediately say what Black Bolt's powers and abilities are, so that she can immediately dismantle them. <laughs> yeah. Didn't really make sense that he would do that. And again, they were acting like like they had Doctor Strange imprisoned and he's saying this chick is murderous. She's going to do all this stuff. And they're like, no, you're the real threat we need to worry about. Then they come out to, I guess, talk with her peacefully. And then they still, he does the whole thing of threatening her by 
saying what his powers are, and then they immediately get dispatched. I just yeah. don't understand how they were just so they had no confident. tactical like approach at all. They just it was yeah. four of them. They weren't in any formation. They didn't have any planning or anything. I, they just like they just like rolled up their sleeves and they're like, "Let's get at it. Let's just go get them." I <laughs> yeah. guess. She's I guess there could have been more of a fight. I guess. Like not even more, like just like more nuanced. Like instead of just walking out there and being like, "We got this," they're just so confident for people who are too smart to be that overconfident. Right. They Maybe definitely... if they like incredible, Mister Incredible. You know how like in the Credibles they bring him down with the bubbles. Yes. Maybe they should yeah. the Credibles. Yeah. The Credibles. <laughs> like trying not to get copyrighted by Disney. <laughs> he's a super hour, but he's like he's like super trustworthy. He's Mr. Credible. <laughs> it just was a courtroom drama. He's on the stand. He's wearing a suit but with a big C on it. <laughs> My my client is innocent. You can trust me. Trust I'm Mr. Credible. We, we trust you. Is Mr. Credible? Oh no, they have bubbles. <laughs> bubbles of lies. <laughs> Mr. Credible's biggest weakness. So, you guys think Mr. Incredible should have been in this movie? Yes, that would have been a cameo. <laughs> worth cameo that would have been an insane. <laughs> it really would have been. Hey, actually, that would have been so nuts. I wouldn't have cheered. I would have just owned the rights. You've been shocked. They could just I go balls to the wall crazy. They should have just it. been animated. Like not a live yeah, action version, yeah, yeah. just the animated Mr. Ingram. It's, it's, I think I would have stood up. Like I, I would have applauded. I would I would have given a 45 minute standing ovation for this movie. I would have, I would have been the guy in the back being like, hold the next movie. I gotta keep going for Mr. Credible. No one Mr. hears Credible. anything for the rest of the movie. It's just constant clapping. They have to pull me out of that theater. But I, I don't understand why you don't like the black bolt death. That's okay, like insane so, to me. So, so I thought it was cool. Nice. But also, his power is that he says a word and then it's, it like amplifies and can like create sound waves, correct? Yeah. I think so. Sure. So if he doesn't have a mouth, how does he do he that? He screams. I guess. No, he blows his head off. She I guess he, like, he echoes in his own mouth. <laughs> I guess. Like, yeah, there's no lid for it. So it just yeah, goes yeah. up into his brain. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. I was like, I thought, I mean, that was I thought it was cool. like Marvel. Was that I your also, issue? The when I was watching that scene, that. when I was watching the scene, I was like, they are going for it. Like, I'll give them that. Like, Sam Raimi really, because up until that point, I was like, oh, she's just killing people and they're kind of off screen. It's like, it's like it's still violent for Marvel, but like, they're not going all the way out. But then I watched that and I was like, okay, they're they're going for it. Yeah, there was an was audible cool. response in the theater when that happened. Which mm-hmm. Yeah, was there was like eight of us. It was crazy. So I, I did not. <laughs> maybe if i had that experience i'd have a different opinion but i was just kind of like oh they're dying but like it's cool. was like, but like another okay. plot hole <laughs> i was very upset by the miss marvel death i was like if you're gonna kill miss marvel and like if you're gonna really show that she's powerful marvel. excuse God, me damn it, you're right if they're gonna kill captain marvel she didn't she didn't go through the military all those years to become a miss marvel <laughs> exactly that is Put such some a, respect that, on her name you're right, that was you're a right. weird one because like, like why was she in there? they have the opportunity to show that yeah. she's super powerful and can actually kill captain marvel instead of the rocks doing all the work they could have shown her like using her powers to really kill captain marvel and then i would have been like wow she is powerful I Thanos agree. couldn't even do that 
I agree. Yeah. It was it was pretty strange. Wait, wasted opportunity. What do you guys think of John Krasinski as Mr. Fantastic? Are you excited for him to be in the Fantastic Four movie? I hope they recast. I'm just <laughs> kidding. I liked him. I, I'm just kidding. Uh, I actually liked him. I thought he was pretty good. I thought he was fine. I, I thought it was I, like, you know, what, what you get. It was, it was He was John Krasinski. Yeah. That's kind of how I feel. I think like, oh, it, yeah, okay. I think it was a little distracting for me because I was just like, "Quiet Place," The Office. <laughs> yeah. Like it's just, it's hard for me Dude, to just like think of movie. John Krasinski in a movie as a character because I just think of like, "Oh, this is like dramatic John Krasinski." It's kind of like Ryan Gosling, where I'm like, "Oh, it's like Ryan Gosling, but he's mad." <laughs> like where I'm just watching, and I'm like, "Okay, yeah, like, he's doing like a Mr. Fantastic thing," but yeah, yeah, I don't know. Like I, I thought it was yeah. good. I thought it was good. Yeah, I saw someone post. It was Jake Baldino. Jake Baldino posted like a fan casting. Uh-huh. And he said some people that were like, I forget most of them, but there was one that was John Cho. And I was like, that's interesting. As Mr. Fantastic? Yeah. Huh. Hmm. I could actually see that. Yeah. I thought that yeah. was pretty interesting. Yeah. Like him is like a, I don't know, like really smart guy. Like, I yeah. yeah. I feel like that could be cool. Honestly, Anyways, I'm cool back to the topic. every movie it can be a new actor. <laughs> like spread the wealth, it can be someone new. Like yeah. have a whole it multiverse to work yeah, with. Like, we don't need just John Krasinski. You know, it's gonna be John. It, it is. It's gonna be <laughs> no. John yeah, it, it's gonna be him. It'll be him. Because some yeah. people have been saying that they'll recast. I'm like, no. Are you guys? You guys are stupid. I think that'd be yeah. a very bold move, though, if they did the. Uh, all right, we'll give you your fan casting, right. but it's in an alternate universe, and then we choose yeah. our own. Krasinski. Yeah, no, he'll but, probably direct the movie and star yeah. in it. So, oh, that's Emily true. Blunt also. Unless, yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. Unless John Krasinski gets canceled, then you can, then you can get him out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and very easily. That's that's true. That that's that multiverse. Wait, that's <laughs> true. This is the perfect away. thing. There's a universe out there where John Krasinski has killed and eaten three people. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> but it's and true, he's like, still like, Mr. Fantastic. <laughs> Marvel is genius with this. Like they can just like get rid of people, and it's fine. They just That's go to a different true. universe. Yeah, I never thought about that. This is the yeah. perfect cancel franchise now. <laughs> yeah, like you can bring in anyone, and if they're a bad person, you're out of here, bud. We got variants <laughs> of you. Sorry, man. There's plenty. Yeah, they bring in Tom Cruise. I'm Iron Man, but from a different universe, and they bring back <laughs> Iron Man. <laughs> Once contracts are up, they just bring in another one. Yeah. <laughs> the revolving door of Marvel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's rough. Okay. But yeah, let's... John Krasinski was fun. Yeah. Yeah. That was all right. I thought he was okay. He mm-hmm. really didn't have a lot to do. He was just like very, I don't know, like yeah, a monotone like... delivery of the lines, and they were just uh, exposition. So I don't know. I can't really judge whether or not he'd fit the character. But I guess that's why we'll have a Fantastic Four to decide yeah. that. Yep. That, that's the thing like people are outraged because of him being like mr fantastic or whatever the name is but like i feel like he didn't have any lines like he had like a couple yeah but he didn't really do it's very brief <laughs> yeah very brief yeah things. all right let's talk about some sam raimi stuff so yeah. we can get to some of the good things that Ooh, dylan yeah. will also have some positive words about so <laughs> i think it's great that in this day and age, in the year 2022, we can get a film that at parts will be unabashedly cheesy and sentimental and really go all out with its visual style. And we got a lot, like a lot more than I thought we were actually going to get. Like Same a lot here. of the 
like the shaky cam, the handheld shaky cam yeah. stuff. Yeah. All the Dutch angle zoom ins at Comertage <clears throat> when she's busting through the puddles. That yeah. stuff was great. And my favorite scene was the whole dreamwalking exposition bit when Mordo's explaining that stuff. And it's just the crossfades between oh, America yeah, and yeah, Doctor yeah. Strange there. And then Scarlet Witch is with the Darkhold planning to get in there. And then we get to when he gets poisoned and then this image is just getting distorted and wobbling as he's passing out. And then we have the like little guitar riffs in the background from Danny Elfman. Yeah, that was great. At that part in the film, I was like, this is wonderful. I'm very <laughs> much enjoying myself. So what what Sam Raimi Raimiisms did you guys enjoy throughout the film? Does anyone want to go first? You can you can start us off, Zach. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, <laughs> the thing I was really surprised by was that they did the Evil Dead shot with the the glass turning into the water. I was like, "What? That's like directly out of Evil Dead." Yeah. So, yeah. like, I expected the style to be uh, like elevated, just because like Sam Raimi would do some crazy shots. But I didn't expect it to go all out like it was doing at some points. Granted, there was also scenes where there was no style which kind of felt like it was like the Marvel thing. But the scenes that were like straight up, just like a horror movie or straight up, like just Sam Raimi, Evil Dead style type of stuff. Like that was like some of the best movie of like of in the entire year. Like that was my favorite movie of the year right there. But too bad. There was also a Marvel movie in there, but yeah. Oh yeah. <clears throat> I feel like another part uh, that just like was, very Raimi was towards the beginning with that like initial monster like the the, mm-hmm. the tentacle monster that comes in I know yeah. Zach and I were talking about just like how it was kind of cool to see Doctor Strange like drop off the ledge and turn in to like reveal his costume and everything like I feel like you don't you don't get that as much in like all the Marvel movies like they're just they're just superheroes all the time and you yeah. don't get that, that like reveal of the costume and it's like oh wait like there's like a little bit of like a not a secret identity as much but just like oh it was going, a superhero moment. Yeah, like going from human to superhuman. And then, yeah. and also like, I, I think something that was like pretty uniquely Sam Raimi, I, I mean, it can be anything, but is like the establishment of the destruction with like the cars crashing and like people running and things just mm-hmm. kind of like crashing behind them. But like, you're kind of on the ground with them and the, the camera's going nuts and they're all just like freaking out. And you also get like one of those shots when they're going up the building with with the monster. You see inside the building, like there's like a woman who's just like working in there, and she's freaking out. And that like <laughs> that feels like straight out of like like a Spider-Man two thing where they're was climbing that Rachel up the building. Ziegler? Oh, was it? Or or, or uh oh from what? from West Side Story? From, wow, yeah. all the cameos they just don't stop. Was oh, that? <laughs> I thought that was Rachel Ziegler, but maybe it was. I don't think so. I feel, I feel like she would wild. have a bigger part than that, right? Well, or maybe she, they were setting it up, like maybe she for, the like, side side <laughs> for the West Side Universe. <laughs> Ansel Elgort is Mister Credible. WSU bad casting. WSCU. No, but yeah, I just thought like like that whole sequence in the beginning. I was like, okay, cool. Like Sam Raimi is here, and I can feel him. I can feel his presence. Yeah. I thought that was nice. But yeah, yeah. I, I did yeah. love the they get the thing that Sam Raimi did with like the Spider-Man movies. He made New York such a character and I could feel little bits of that coming through in this movie because I feel like the MCU has never made any of its cities like 
a character at all. And yeah, just like the like the whole beginning was basically just like Spider Man but with Doctor Strange. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it you, was ben? I thought it was neat to see all the like balls to the oh wall nature God. of the magic and oh stuff. My God. <laughs> I thought it was neat. God damn. I thought it was neat. Like, like, because you compare that to like the original Doctor Strange, where everything is very organized and very specifically rigid with how the magic works and very serious in its tone and whatnot. But in this one, they do like Sam Raimi does go like balls to the wall with like what they can do with their magic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just felt like because there were less rules in that regard there were less rules in terms of keeping that magic system structured. And it's just like, bro, I just, I don't know something about it. It just felt like they either should have leaned back on the goofiness or gone all the way. It felt limited. It felt like it could have been Sam Raimi, but someone or maybe even himself was limiting what he could do. And he didn't go all the way. And I could just feel it watching it. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. bro, you're Sam Raimi. Go all the way. Do what you want to do, you know? Just go go nuts. <clears throat> be thing- the fullest Sam Raimi you could possibly be. Like you said, it was like your top tier Marvel movie, Zach, but like a bottom tier Sam Raimi movie. But because it's so bottom tier... What? He said the other way, top tier Sam Raimi movie, bottom tier Marvel movie. Like he liked the Sam Raimi parts of it the most. And that's like no, no, his he's movie saying, he's saying He's saying it was, it was oh. like... No, I don't think it's it, like one of Sam Raimi's best at all. Like it's he was probably, saying, it was one of his best Marvel movies, one of his least favorite Sam Raimi movies. Ryan, is that what you said? Yeah. Well, I I was saying like there were some of the highest highs of the movie were all the Sam Raimi parts. Like, what was I saying? No, that's what you said. You said the highest <laughs> said, highs were Sam yeah. Raimi, the lowest lows were the Marvel bits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But then you also said that as a Marvel movie, it was one of the best but as a sam raimi movie it was one of the worst oh i don't know if i said that yeah i don't I know if he said that, that either yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I was gonna that. say that's, that's probably a true statement i'm gonna find it i'm gonna play it right here i don't dispute that he may hold the sentiment i just don't think he said those words i don't think he ever said it he did say it I'm sorry. It's gonna be like a really good clip it. of like Zach's words from like different moments that make it yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Stitch> together. <laughs> That's so funny. But I do agree with that. Actually, I think I like this more than the Quick and the Dead. But yeah, the what and the yeah, what? <laughs> because it's because it's such like a, a lower. <laughs> Like a lower grade. (laughs) All right, go ahead. (laughs) Because it's such a lower grade Sam Raimi movie, I could like feel that sort of like limitation that he has for himself that makes it such a lower grade Sam Raimi movie because he's not willing to let himself go balls to the wall. I I felt limited. I don't like. Would you say because in the Spider Man movies, it's not like it's balls to the wall Sam Raimi stuff all the time as well. Like there's traditional how say, you would normally say it feels limited when he wants it to be limited though it feels when i watch dr strange it feels like he wants to go balls to the wall but like marvel or somebody is limiting him in certain parts to like make it more marvel like they're marvelizing the sam more, raimi style <clears throat> this feels more like sam raimi like evil dead era type of stuff more than the spider-man movies i feel like because the spider-man movies are much more 
I don't know, like whimsical. Like it's a different kind of vibe than what he when was you doing. Get, this like, when you get like into the second half of the movie with Scarlet Witch going crazy in the alternate universe, I could feel that. Like I could, I could get that energy from a lot of the tricks he did and a lot of the things he used. But in like the first half and also like the very last 30 minutes or so, it definitely felt like I felt like the Carmatage stuff was like just an Evil Dead sequence. No, yeah. the whole puddle I stuff. I heard With the, coming the, the, through the gong. Yeah, and the door slamming oh, and everything. I like, she looked so bad coming out of the gong. I thought it looked terrible. That was kind of a weird part. It was pretty bad. Oh, like, yeah, her yeah, crawling out because they were trying to go for like I, a actually, ring no, kind I, I of thing. I liked it. I, it, they, I were like, to, they were trying to they're trying to go for like the ring and it just it. didn't look very good. I didn't I like the think it stuff looked good other at all. than that one shot. I like, like that one idea. shot of her, her coming out like was the, Yeah, it was fucked. But I like I like the concept, but I felt like it just didn't work visually. Her coming yeah. out of the gong. I love the lead up to it though. With like the eyes coming through and then yeah. like her hands coming through the puddles and everything. Like yeah. that stuff was amazing to me. I do have one fear about the movie though. I fear that like Everything Sam Raimi was planned by Kevin Feige beforehand, and he came in and he was like, "Okay, Sam, so like you're gonna do like you're gonna do the puddle thing, you know, like from from Evil Dead." And then Sam Raimi was like, "Okay, okay," and then he shows him the Mr. Fantastic. He shows him the money, and he's like, "Okay, sure, I'll do all those things. I'll do all the stuff I've already done before." I don't know. Like, I just like I worry a little bit that it's like like it is Sam. It's a very Sam Raimi movie, but I worry that it's almost like the studio saying like, "See, it's a Sam Raimi movie." You see all the moments that you recognize? I don't know. Yeah, it's like that Sam Raimi-esque kind of thing. Yeah, it's like, and like, it's like, just like a little imitation of it. But I, I would like say Sam Raimi did things that were either very Sam Raimi, very like either goofy in a way like Evil Dead 2 in some regards or like very horror oriented like Evil Dead 1 in some regards. I felt like in this movie, as compared to his other movies, it didn't feel as reasoned with like in in evil dead and evil dead 2 it felt like everything had a purpose everything had a reason whether it was scary or goofy and in this one it just felt like it didn't have a purpose outside of trying to be scary or goofy it was just trying to be the sam raimi style without having like a reason beyond being sam raimi style no i disagree with that in parts i think consider like, like consider like the the scene where they're running from her in the parallel universe and they're closing all the doors behind them and she's like very that. clearly blasting through the doors, but then they close the last door and then they just stop and watch for a good like minute. And it's like, if she's not there yet, why don't you just keep going? And also, it's not like the doors have stopped her yet. So what's so special about this door that she can't get through? It's like these things that are like, I feel like if Sam Raimi looked at it, he'd be like, that doesn't really make sense. Like, I mm-hmm. trust Sam Raimi enough to be like, that's not right. But like you could get it a does cool kind horror. of feel like a, a first draft. Like yeah. I would say the yeah. writing, the writing is a little bit wonky. Like, and I feel like he's like trying to add his style in it to make it better, and it just it's very hard to save that kind of stuff. <clears throat> and I don't think he does it all the way. Like yeah. I mean, there's just so but many. I would say logic I would say gaps. For me. But I do no. see what you're saying though about like it does feel like they. I mean, it it might be just like a pandemic thing. Like they might have just written some stuff and then like plans fell through and then they had to quickly turn around the script. Well, I do wish yeah, we could nah. have seen the version nah. where like it didn't get switched up like slate wise because I feel like that did affect this movie more than anything else. Yeah. Like, like this was supposed home to come out. Because, yeah. Yeah. Like I, I just I I feel like there was a good foundation set for this movie where it was going to be like even better. 
and then like it was mm. it did have to kind of get messed around with at the end and you can kind of feel it's not it's not a perfect movie i feel like even though like we enjoyed it all i feel like there are still like some messier bits that yeah. could have been solved yeah. by like not getting flipped around and having to rewrite for the for the mcu and maybe it some does, of our problems would have been solved it does feel kind of strange in that regard yeah, yeah. i'm kind of interested kind of i would i would have wanted to see <laughs> what uh scott derrickson would have done because like I can see how he had oh. creative differences with this film, and I'm just curious, like what would his version have been like if he like got the opportunity to do it? Because he would not have leaned into any kind of Evil Dead Two goofiness of it. He would have leaned more into like that Evil Dead One with his own version of like that, where it's it's just straight up horror, like in the sequences where she's killing them and stuff. He would have wanted to go probably all out on that stuff in the same way that Sam Raimi did, but he would have wanted to stay away from the goofiness, which in some regards might have saved it in some way, but I just feel like the script was fucked from the beginning. So I don't think anyone could have saved it. Not even Sam Raimi, the goat, the goat. <laughs> yeah. You know? I don't know. I, Scott Derrickson, like I'm excited for black phone. Oh, me too. Yeah. I, I, I want to see what he does just outside of the MCU. Cause I feel like, yeah, I feel <clears> like <throat> in the MCU, he's just going to turn into another John Watts. Cause like, Doctor Strange one, I I didn't feel any kind of director behind it, which I thought it was cool. I I thought there was like a lot of stuff that he did that I thought worked really well in terms of like making it more unique as a as an MCU film. That I think like it was more subtle things as opposed to like Sam Raimi where it's style 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 or like James Gunn where it's style style style. Mm-hmm. I felt like it was definitely a lot of subtle tricks, but I I get what you're saying with the John Watts thing where it's like where's John Watts? Yeah, because I I feel like he's just. Obviously, he's not a name like Sam Raimi, but like I just want to see him get established more as like his own thing. Because Sinister was cool. I haven't seen it in like ten years, but that was pretty. Yeah, cool. I've always wanted to watch Sinister. Yeah, here it's yeah. very scary. Black Phone. Scary. I'm excited for. But... I'm very excited for Black Phone. <clears throat> yeah, but the uh... back to the director thing. It, I I thought it was just nice to have a Marvel movie that felt like it was directed by someone. Because I feel like I can though, understand that. Yeah, No Way Home was was cool for the cameos and all that kind of stuff. It feel like a it, like a studio project. Yeah, and I feel like, like that's most of the Marvel movies, even yeah. the good ones like like the Captain America movies. Well, those I feel the like first, are a little bit more subtle. Yeah, yeah. The yeah. Captain America movies I think really accomplished that as opposed to like the Avengers movies that they made later. Yeah, the, the Avengers are kind of bland, but the. The first Captain America movie, or the second one, yeah, that's yeah, very stylish. Yeah, but, it's it that one's solid. That's a great movie. Uh, yeah, Winter Soldier, awesome Winter Soldier is <laughs> awesome. But yeah, I get what you're saying about wanting to see like a director behind it. It mm-hmm. just felt like it was a director who still had so much studio pressure on him, and also a bad script. Oh, I have no doubt. Right. Yeah. So let's. No, I agree with you, still, Dylan. Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk a bit about that script, since we all agree, like Sam Raimi. Sam Raimi the parts of them that were able to come through, we enjoyed, even if it seemed somewhat limited in some areas. Yeah. Certainly, we can all agree there was definitely a split where clear Marvel interference, studio interference, where they're like, okay, let's reshoot this stuff and make it... America Chavez. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Marvel yeah. Fight and all that jazz. <laughs> um, so yeah, let's talk about some of those, those script issues. Uh, so America Chavez has been called out a couple of times. So why don't we talk about, oh, about yeah. her? She sucks. What sucks is that she, like, as an actress and even as a character in the movie, isn't that 
bad i didn't feel like but like her presence in the story was terrible like she just yeah. does nothing the whole time other than like she's the macguffin she's the macguffin that drives the plot forward yeah and then has a plot development at the end that feels forced and lazy yeah that is the most and egregious so part nothing. of it is the very shoehorned do a pep talk and now you suddenly have the powers it doesn't make sense why that would suddenly happen other things don't make sense and weren't explained at all like why does she exist in only one universe where everyone appears to wear the star so do all those people have multiversal powers if not why were or if so why weren't they able to get back if not why do they all have star stuff on them it bro seems i hate, like, I hate that like the idea of like it's a theory that when you dream, you're dreaming your multiversal life, and then they like address it as a theory, and then it's just immediately a fact. That's I know, true. and it was weird that she said, "I know I'm not the only one because I don't, I don't dream. dream, bro." How many people like, don't dream? Don't in regular life? How many people who don't dream? I guess we just, just don't have don't all this yeah. I'm the only one. <laughs> I'm the only Dylan out there. Wait, <laughs> what was before me? I don't remember this part. <clears throat> Yeah, she said it, it was oh, pretty yeah. early on. They like, yeah. established it. <laughs> she just like was clears in the up diner? that bottle. It was on the roof, I think, uh, or maybe also in the point. diner. Oh, I it was. Know. It was when they tra they traveled to the next world, and he was like, "Why would we look for a Doctor Strange when we could look for another you who could, who might have control of our oh, powers?" And she was yeah. like, "There is no other me. I'm the only one." It's like it's like a weird thing they wrote so that they couldn't just have that plot hole of like, "Let's mm. find the other America Chavez and just maybe hope that she." Well, has why her isn't there another control. one? Good question. That's what yeah. I'm saying. It doesn't seem She's to make that sense. Special. That makes no sense. That's a really good question <laughs> that uh, uh, maybe someone should have brought up to the people who I don't know wrote the thing. That's I'm a sure good question. Yeah. did ask, and they were Listen. like, "Sam, sit. No more yeah. questions. Sam, direct, <laughs> direct, <laughs> sit." And he's like, "Okay, I'm holding the camera. I'm a <laughs> director, not a questioner." <laughs> no, but uh, I'm not defending the movie's story or script. I purely like it for the spectacle um, i don't think, I don't think anybody would ever defend its script it's just so yeah. god awful no it definitely feels like a rick and morty writer wrote this so let's try and break it down yeah. let's see that's it very is funny, a rick and morty that's very funny yeah. let's try and break this down by character so let's start with dr strange what is his character arc is it that he's not happy is it that he tries to always be the one who makes the call is it always like it always has to be his thing? Yes, because he's always the one holding the knife, right? Wasn't that the like the line? always the one holding the knife? <laughs> yeah. Holding what? The knife. So well, wait, what is this supposed to be about? That was a major, major weakness in the film that I saw was they tried. They did make an effort to have some sort of arc or conflict, internal conflict for Doctor Strange, but neither of them really made sense. And in the events of the story, neither of them really panned out or came to the logical conclusion that you should go through in a narrative arc so the whole are you happy bit number one doesn't work because nobody remembered christine yeah, that, rachel that mcadams <laughs> like that was no one was invested in that in the end of doctor strange one he wasn't even invested in that he was fine yeah. he was like all right i'm sorcerer supreme he's been busy doing other things for yeah. like what it came out in what 2017 2016 like 2016 six years he's been doing other shit for six years Wait, and he's this? still upset was What's this from... a five-year gap for Endgame? Yeah. Wait, was this from Doctor Strange 1? Christine? 
the girl. Well, yeah, the but like interest, the, yeah. the are you happy thing is that from no, Doctor Strange? No. He was fine oh. at the end of Doctor oh, Strange. Okay. He's got the suit. He's in the. He was fine in that. He was fine he was in both right. Avengers movies. He was yeah. pretty much fine in Spider Man. He's never been like openly like sad about Christine ever. Yeah, like ever. Yeah, that that was such a strange. It was like, very thing forced. that came up at the end. Yeah, it was so weird. Mm-hmm. So yeah, in that sense, like I like the idea of bringing up. Oh, is a superhero able to be happy when they can't have normal life because they're doing all the superhero stuff? And Doctor Strange certainly has some of the like highest responsibilities of the superheroes, but the way they tried to tie that into Christine, it didn't work. I just was not invested. The relationship, I didn't really care, so that didn't work. And then the way that they ended off at the end of the film is him confessing oh i still love you to alternate version christine and then saying it's not that i don't want to care for people i'm just scared and then she's like stop being scared and then he says okay lesson learned and then now <laughs> we're assuming that he's gonna just go and talk not to new people and not be scared and try and <laughs> find scared. love probably with the Charlize theron's character that comes in at the mid-credit scene which is also stupid. Yeah, we'll get yeah, to that. that, Paul, that put was, a pin in that. <laughs> we'll put. We'll get there. Uh, yeah, but it just didn't. It wasn't really fleshed out because I didn't buy the fact that he was unhappy, and then the way that he becomes or learns how to be happy, we don't see the payoff. Number one, and then number two, it was like such an obvious thing. I don't know why we had to go through the whole story as that being a subplot. So that was kind of frustrating. The other thing they try to do with his character and they bring up constantly and part of the Illuminati's function is to bring this up is the idea that Doctor Strange goes too far he tries to think that his way is the only way right he's got to be the one holding the knife that applies to his opinions on how things should be done but that falls apart when you recognize that like most of the time that is the only way like with the time stone thing with Avengers Endgame when he did that that was the only way to in our universe defeat him to defeat Thanos and then they had they talked about they killed the alternate Illuminati version of Doctor Strange Mm -hmm. and Dylan you just saw it so maybe you can uh, refresh my memory didn't that Doctor Strange like he did the he was using dark holds he was going to other universes to find out how to defeat Thanos he accidentally causes an incursion of course. And then he fesses up to that and he's like, guys, sorry, I've been doing this Darkhold stuff, but now yeah. let's use the book of Vishanti to defeat Thanos. Isn't that how they did it? He used the good, all-powerful book instead of the bad, all-powerful book? <laughs> uh, yeah, I believe that's correct. <laughs> so why did they, after he said, I went too far, let me stop that and let me give the actual way that we can defeat him. After he does that, why did they just kill him off like that? And they say I you were the biggest threat to everything. Like my man, I think the recognized biggest, he went too far. I think the the implication is that like he was already too corrupted by the Darkhold. Like he was already too far gone. Right, it's maybe what it was. Like he would just become a threat later on if anything. So like he had to die. I don't know. It's pretty stupid. It's the same thing as like Wanda dying at the end. Like she did a lot of bad things, but then she destroyed all the Darkholds, but then also killed herself. And it's like, it's, it's that same thing of like, is she just too far gone now? Yeah, we'll get to that because I don't know if she's dead dead. We'll see. That's also true. But. She might not be. Yeah, that idea didn't really seem to pan out because 
that Doctor Strange that they said is the all the ma- major threat, he didn't go too far in the sense of like Wanda, where he's killing everyone. He did well, a bad he- thing by using the book, and then he said, "Oh, that was a bad thing. Let me." pivot to this other thing he did create an incursion he created an incursion that killed trillions of people to be fair right i mean yes to be fair which is worse than what wanda did to be fair well that's true but it's true they were worried he accidentally it's when two universes collide two yeah so i think the implication is that they were worried that he would use again i guess this is a really bad thing for addicts huh that they were worried that he'd use again and it would destroy the universe, so, so they just kill killed him. him. <laughs> yeah, a bad message message for addiction, huh? Yeah, pretty strange. Um, yeah, pretty but, Doctor Strange. Exactly. Yeah. Make sure you go back earlier in the episode when I said that and <laughs> emphasize it because it definitely got buried out by you talking. But they laughed, so they recognize it. Oh my bad. But the listeners won't. But. Yeah, it seemed, and also the reason Doctor Strange was doing that was for a good purpose in order to prevent his universe from getting wiped out by Thanos. So it was bad for sure, but it was an accident. Uh, Wanda did everything on purpose. So that's not great. But either way, our universe's Doctor Strange gets told multiple times as well that, oh, he's evil. Maybe all the Doctor Stranges are the same, which Professor X immediately says, no, let's trust him. Like the whole Illuminati is there. They're keeping him captive. They go to try and fight Doctor Strange. And he's like, yes, we'll keep you here and vote when they get back because you can't be trusted. All universes, all versions of you are bad. And Professor X is like, let's give him a chance. And then yeah, doesn't free like- him and then goes <laughs> to go fight Scarlet Witch and get taken out as well. It he says, if you get there, go get the Book of Ashanti. Yeah. And it's like, you were saying the exact opposite like five minutes ago before I know. Wanda said, showed up. We had to kill you because we couldn't trust you. And he says, you know, let's give, let's give this guy a chance. Let's make him go do the same thing that the other guy did. It was very strange. Doctor Bro, Strange. So I don't remember <laughs> any of this. You don't? Well, yeah, you blocked it out because you're like, I think you dumb. blocked out the writing. Yeah. Yeah. I think you just really liked it looking at it and you just didn't listen to anything that they were saying. <laughs> he did. I don't, I don't remember. Yeah. Honestly, during the Illuminati scene, I'm just staring at a screen. I think like, everybody I, was like, everyone was like, this movie's so bad. And then Zach was like, it looks so good. <laughs> oh my God. This movie looks so great. It's well, Sam Raimi's back, baby. A, a touch shot. What? So, no, yeah. it, like literally, I don't remember any of this stuff. Yeah. Yeah. yeah sorry, it's, all, guys. it's all bad. <laughs> and bad then, writing. It's pretty bad. So then we're still getting to this point <laughs> of hammering home Doctor Strange. He'll go too far. He'll do anything, any means necessary when he shouldn't. And then in this very film, when the Book of Ashanti gets destroyed, which, by the way, you think the all-powerful book would have some sort of coating on it that would prevent it from getting burnt up by one little flick of Scarlet Witch's witchcraft? Well, you'd think that about the Darkhold when the lady just stabbed it. But she just stabbed a book and then donezo. Yeah, that was... Pretty crazy as well. Also, let's talk about Wong giving up the entire Darkhold for four wizards. I was about to say that. Number one, <laughs> yeah, Wong, you're the Sorcerer Supreme, and this chick could go on a rampage enslaving all the universes ever. Then later in the film, at the very end, as a way to finish off Doctor Strange's, he'll do things his way. He'll he'll let people go. He'll kill people if he needs to. Wong says, take her powers, kill her. It's the only way. Which is so out of character because way long ago, he was not willing to let four people die 
in order to Guys, prevent Wanda. Four is too many, but one we can let one slide. One girl we can actively murder. One girl we don't know. Wanda already got let loose and yeah, killed a bunch of people in the other universe. So that was crazy, very out of character. And again, it was just to push Doctor Strange's quote unquote arc of not doing things his way. So he gives a pep talk instead of killing her, and magically, suddenly. Now she is able to use her powers after no training. It was just a mindset switch, which they Boo. could have done earlier in the film, which Doctor yep. Strange is well-versed in from the first film when yep. he was trying to open the portals and he couldn't. And it was just a mindset switch that the Ancient One made him do by sending him off somewhere, like on the mountains. He could have done that instead of trying to find the alternate version of him or her when they first yep. got lost in the multiverse so that she could learn to use her powers. Yeah, but in the first, in, the, in Doctor Strange's case, it's like a mindset switch that makes sense. Like, he, she puts him on a mountain, and, like, if he doesn't get out, he'll die. Mm -hmm. in, in this case, he's just like, you can do it. I believe in you. And then she just does it. Right. It's I like, mean, there's still like, a threat Not only just does it, but does it incredibly well, like, very accurately. Yes. There's, I still think, like, a threat of life, but, yeah, it, suddenly she's I guess in so. complete control of all her powers. And they do try to hint at the fact that she has that control of her powers in the fight with the squid she like stomps on the cinder block of the building and it breaks through and then with the glass she also punches it and it does the thing so it shows that oh maybe she does have control but yeah. it just isn't believable that after 73 times of going through different multiverses she's never been able to channel her powers or try to control them at all or believe in yourself if all it was was believing in yourself like come on you girl, just need to believe <laughs> so that was very questionable and then and then the ending ending so he did he used the dark hold and then the book of or the the damned souls are like that's a no-no dreamwalking in your zombie self which was so cool that was an amazing yeah. part yeah going like yeah they don't have to be living and then dreams walk into his oh zombie my self. god yeah zombie strange lost my mind yeah that was awesome yeah they don't cool. have to be living oh my god dylan I was freaking out dylan what did yeah. you think of zombie strange and, and that was kind of cool it was neat okay, okay. Kinda... Hey, hey, hey i'll take that it was all right <laughs> <laughs> all right it's going back down spencer did not like i didn't it. love it i thought it was I don't know. I mean, it was set up and it was obvious that they were going to do something like that because why would he just bury him there? <laughs> bury him in the they, building? Bury him in the building <laughs> like that. It would just be so dumb if they did that and then did nothing with it. That's what it, I mean it would by also it, be, it would also be pointless to have that body even be present in the universe if they didn't use the body later. So I, right. I, I like, I, like, I'm glad they did something with it and it was kind of cool. I don't, I don't get like why can he now use the death things as wings? Because cool. it was a mindset switch. <laughs> cool. She said, yeah. you're a sorcerer. You're the master of the mystic arts. And he said, exactly. Time to Is that become the Morbius. Said? She said, you're a sorcerer? I don't, I don't think she said exactly that. But she that said, was... you're a something. And then I didn't quite make it out because I think she mumbled a little bit. And I was like, what did she say? And then all of a sudden he could use them as wings. And I was like, what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He was able to start like controlling the them. Like, as cool as it looked, I yeah. was like, this still just doesn't make sense. Again. Yeah, it doesn't. And also, as another point, someone else that I was talking to brought up of, 
him and her being there when he's starting to do the dream walking and he asks her for help of oh protect my body they're like see that's another way that he's giving up control of the knife except not really because that's a necessary thing to have your body be protected so he's out of necessity being like hey protect me watch over me he's not saying oh you can do this thing because i trust in you or anything like that he's still doing things and he just needs to make sure that he's protected as he does them so again the whole you're the one holding knife i can't be with you because of that like he already has been part of teams before he's been part of the avengers in the end of doctor strange one he had wong and the other even mordo at that point like he was using them to fight back against the the one traitor dude mads mickelson he also mm-hmm. had her operate twice he literally gave her control of the knife twice to operate on his body and then the ancient ones so that whole arc again just did not land did not make sense nor did the one about him being this major threat because uses a dark hold it's the right choice because he's able to stop uh scarlet witch and then at the very end we think oh maybe there were consequences even though all the dark holds suddenly got destroyed we'll get to that later but now that there's no temptation of the dark hold seemingly no leftover corruption out of nowhere he collapses to the ground lifts up and he's got the third eye yeah then in the mid credit scene, he she's like, yo, there's an incursion. We got to go stop this. And he's like, okay, bet. And then opens up the third eye as if it's an asset now instead of like the curse of the Sinister yeah, Strange thing. That was, that was horrible. It, it was, was like very the best bad. ending. It was like the best ending. And then like... I like the way it was shot. Like I like the, the idea of him like walking down the street and then all of a sudden he crumbles to the ground and screams and it ends. Yeah. But it just doesn't make sense. It doesn't make it does sense. Not. I, I don't know if it makes sense at all. Honestly, the story, I have no idea what's happening. You guys are saying holding the knife. I don't know what that means. But the uh, <laughs> She said it in the wedding. Love the movie. I Didn't hear a word of it. Love the movie. What the movie was right now. But <laughs> it looks so great though. The ending was like incredible. Like it was the Evil Dead ending. Yeah, it was it was the Evil Dead ending in a way, yes. Yeah, yeah. and then the post credit scene, he's just fine. Yeah. What was that? Again, it makes no sense. And again, he's using the third eye like it's good and not like, yeah, oh, and a consequence of him going too far. So they what? undercut that as well. It just well, doesn't make he, sense. This is where Kevin Feige says, here you go, Sam, we give, here, we'll throw you a bone. But in the end, it's still our show. So we got to yeah. still. It really kind of ruined the movie. Also, the first time there I saw you go, it. but no. They never even named Charlize Theron's character. She's just Charlize Theron. She was Power Ranger Woman. <laughs> yeah, she was Power Ranger Woman who can cut blades into the multiverse. <laughs> Which also, now she is not... She is like... So, America Chavez isn't the only person who can travel the multiverse. Apparently, this woman can do it too with a sword. Yeah. Well, I think... Weren't they, wasn't that the Dormammu can't dimension Dr. or whatever it was? Too? I don't know. Look, they're going to stop an incursion in another multiverse. How the fuck else are they going to get there? That's very so wait, true. They got what's an incursion? <laughs> it's when two universes collide, Zach. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Okay. Can't Doctor Strange also bounce universes? Nope. No. no. That's why America Chavez is yet. in the movie. <laughs> so that's her entire role. The MacGuffin is there. <laughs> she bounces. America Chavez. America Chavez he... looks like she what? can do the same thing as Doctor Strange. And she's well, she's the same thing as Doctor Strange. Learning well, just, the mystic arts. Yeah. But that's a portal in your own universe, not across universes. Yeah. 
Yeah. But why why could wait, but why did Doctor Strange know to use the uh, to let him kill everyone in Avengers? The time stone. Well, I don't know. Wait, how did he know? Because he yeah. looked through all the possible Futures. eventualities. He has yeah, the time stones. He has a time stone so he can he can look into the future and look at all different possible futures. But, but in that universe. Multiverse? No, no, in that universe. But he's not. All the he, futures, it's, right? it's, it's, yeah, he, within the universe. There is no multiverse in the future until we get there. The multiverse is present and past. It's what has already happened and what is happening but now. But if he saw into the future, wouldn't he see a multiverse? Well, I'm assuming he only saw the, they're, as far they're not as he real. needed they're all to. theoretical. They haven't happened yet. Well, I don't know about that. I think he would only have seen as far as he needed to in order to verify, are we all dead or did we beat Thanos? But didn't he say, I saw a thousand timelines and this is the... Like one four million. Thing? Oh. <laughs> I have no clue how many, but he saw a lot. I saw, I saw timelines. Timelines. He said, this is the one timeline, but this is within our own universe. So but he's isn't not that seeing multiverse? In the, well, yes, but he's not seeing in the future of the other universes. Because they he's haven't only happened seeing, yet, so they're only theoretical. Why is American Chavez special then? Why is she, she can movie? actually travel to other multiverses. He's not traveling there. He's seeing possible futures, which aren't multiverses. They're so you can see in, into the multiverse, but you can't no, touch it. Because it's not the multiverse. It's not the it's multiverse. Just possible it's futures. possible futures of our own it's universe. It's theoretical. They don't exist. <laughs> They're theoretical. It's a wazzy. It's a woozy. It's a, it's a fairy dust. <laughs> it doesn't exist. <laughs> but wait... America Chavez okay. is important, and she she might seem like a Spy Kids character, but but she's important, and, and you need to like her because she's <laughs> very so inclusive. She, she, she's the most Spy inclusive. Kids. Matt, is that is that Kevin Feige with a gun behind you? <laughs> okay, is that... She's very important. She's important to this universe. And okay, what about you, you guys have to respect her? Yes, yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. I told them. I I don't think the uh, I don't think the multiverse makes much sense. <laughs> It's hard to explain. Yeah, I agree with you, Zach. Yeah. <laughs> Kevin Feige. To... Oh, oh, Kevin. Yeah. Okay, but doesn't it feel like? Okay, doesn't it feel like Rick and Morty writers wrote this? Because it was a Rick and Morty writer. It yeah, made a lot it of was sense. in fact. Yeah. Yeah. Kinda. Yeah. Yeah. It does a little bit. Yeah. Okay. Let's like, talk about the other major character as well, Wanda, Scarlet Witch. Yeah. The other yeah. half to this multiversal awesome. film. So you liked her. I also liked her character and what she was doing in here. Some criticisms have been raised, though. One of which is that it undoes her arc in WandaVision. Yes, a hundred percent. Zach and I haven't watched WandaVision, so we're perfectly oh, cool with wow. it. No. Are you guys are you guys ever gonna watch it? No. So her whole art yeah, is that yeah. is well, that she just, already saw the ending no, to no, it yeah. in yeah, this yeah, film. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Just go so she it. kidnaps a town and then lives out her fantasy in it, and then her lesson in the end is that that's wrong and that she shouldn't do that. Because hurting people is bad. And she should just let her family go and live a peaceful life. So she says goodbye to her imaginary vision yeah. and her imaginary kids. And she takes the Darkhold, which she gets in that show. And she's like looking things up about how to find her kids oh, in another multiverse. Perfect. Which is what mm. sets up this movie. And I'm like, yeah. So she's looking for her kids. But all of a sudden she's willing to murder countless people to do it. That like it 
totally reverses the entire lesson she learned at the end of WandaVision, which is hurting people is bad. Right. Two counterpoints, obviously not in defense of her and her actions, but of the writing to set up her becoming a villain. Ryan said, counter defense. <laughs> she was murdering is okay. <laughs> Murder is okay. She was being reasonable, back guys. She's reasonable. She's not a monster. She's a mother. <laughs> See, it's shit like that that I hated about this fucking movie. It's the number of times she said shit like that, and then how she's also like, I'm being reasonable. And it's like, oh, she wasn't dreamwalking. That's why she's reasonable. Why the fuck didn't she just do that in the first place? Like, if she's going to do it later, just fucking do it now. Well, she get it over with. She could. That doesn't sound fair. <laughs> yeah. You break the rules, and you become a hero. I break the rules, and I become the villain. That doesn't that seem doesn't fair. That doesn't sound fair. Yeah. <laughs> I did like that stuff. I liked them. And again, that was another point in the writing. They tried to create this comparison between Wanda and Doctor Strange, but they didn't go far enough or connect the dots enough, I don't think. No. Nope. Yeah. But I thought she was just, she sold the action scenes pretty well. She did. And I liked sure, Elizabeth yeah. Olsen in the role. And I still sure. like the character. But sure. Sure. The, um, Doesn't make up for a shit story, though. Well, right. <laughs> But with yeah. that particular part in but, it, I mean, in terms of does it undo WandaVision, I think partially, yeah, again, because it's the same lesson that she's trying to learn. But if she is corrupted by the Darkhold, which you know corrupts okay. things, so I'll let's say that. that has a massive influence on her being willing to sure. kill all these people. And number two, she was able to give up those kids because she was like, yeah, there's just no way this is feasible. Me keeping them is tormenting this town. So I have to give them up. But then when she's reading the dark hold, which is already corrupting, I remember she hears mm -hmm. Tommy and Billy in another universe. And she's like, Oh no, there is a way that I can get them back. And now her life, which has been surrounded by loss and all that stuff. Now she's like, the one thing I can do is just try and get these boys back. But of course it's very flawed in how she tries to do it because, and I like that they yeah. brought it up a lot throughout the film of number one, now your kids, number two, you're going to end up killing the mother in the other universe or getting rid of her somehow, which is another horrible thing to do. They said, why didn't you just have America send you to the universe? And then she's like, what about the, if a virus pops up or an illness or they get sick, bro, you're a witch. You just, you close you can Black Bolt's mouth forever. <laughs> you shredded Mr. Fantastic. I think you can come up with a cure with your, with your witchcraft, especially since they're not real. They're made of your witchcraft, so you could feasibly make them not allergic to things or whatever. So that, I like that they bring up, like, she's very much in the wrong. But you can very much see how she gets to the point that she does where she's just consumed by uh, this desire to get her kids back. I think what you're doing here is you're... You're giving us the picture of Wanda at the end of WandaVision, and you're giving us the picture of Wanda at the beginning of Doctor Strange, the Multiverse of Madness, and there's a river flowing between the two, and it's the river of plot holes, and there's no bridge to get across. So they're just plot leaping holes. for it's it. It's a very clear leap <laughs> of... But they don't show it. They don't show it. She's just sane one moment, and then... Well, sane enough. At the end of WandaVision, and then just crazy in Doctor Strange. Just Balls to the wall crazy. And it's supposed to be like this this like plot twist of like, oh, the trees are dead and she's crazy. Right. When we really thought that she was saved at the end of WandaVision, she really isn't. But the post credit they, scene implies that, uh-oh, she's not over this. She heard the kid's voice. She's reading the Darkhold 
the door is open for her to be corrupted. And now we just see the corrupted version of her. So yes, there's a gap between how we left her at WandaVision and where we start with her here, but that can be explained by however long the length of time is that passed in between. But that, that gap events. pisses me off. That okay, gap well, I'm sorry. Because Maybe they're not make... doing the character work to make that leap. They're not doing enough of it. They're well, just doing a setup. What exactly is the character work that you need to see play out on screen that isn't already they're doing a setup of, of They're doing the setup of, corrupted. oh, she can be corrupted, and then they're doing the follow-through of, oh, she's corrupted, and they're yes. not showing her actually getting corrupted. But what do you they're need just, in the corruption? Because her getting her get corrupted... corrupted. Like, what else do you need to see from that, though? We see her, the actions of her corruption in this film. What is there in the in-between where she makes the decision to try and pursue America or finding out that America exists? Like, I don't know if that's... Is there a second season on WandaVision? No, nope. there's not as of now. I don't think that in-between part is compelling enough to, like, make it, to frame it as such a weakness of this film that we don't see... The corruption unfold i don't know if we need that because we already understood that's about to happen and here we see the consequences of it i just feel like they the way they play her character more is as much as like they do go balls to the wall with the crazy of it and i like that and i think that's great she's killing all these people and it's fantastic and everything all that stuff i feel like there's an element of her where they're trying to add in, you know, giving her bits and stuff to do and like making her like a little sarcastic at certain points. And in terms of like, like she just doesn't feel like Wanda at the end of WandaVision really going fully crazy. She just feels like they're trying to write a villain. And it's like, it doesn't feel like a whole character. It feels like two different characters. It feels like she's more like turning into like an Agatha Harkness ask right where she's like the villain but she makes quips and stuff here and there and it's like she should be like emotionally destroyed if if you're if she's being corrupted by the dark hold and have has all this trauma built up inside of her like like how she is at the end of the movie that should be her the whole way through right i think it's fair that like there's very few quips that she does make and then it's enough no, I think it's fine because you see the Sinister Strange also makes quips and whatnot when he says a line about, have you had a dream where you're falling? Yes. And you feel that like you me. got pushed. Like, yeah, he makes things like that. That was probably me. <laughs> yeah. We didn't get oh. the, what was the line from the trailers that he said all the time? Things, things just, just got, got out, out of hand. hand. <laughs> I can't believe they didn't have that in this film. Robbed yet again. Like the fallout <laughs> handy, uh, fisticuffs thing. I like that part. With the ammo. That was, that was one of my favorite parts. Yeah. Did you guys so, like that Danny Elfman scene? Like with the evil? The musical stuff? Yeah. No. That I thought was goofy. It was too far. It was too much. Too goofy? Oh, yeah. man. Yeah. I can appreciate them going for it. And again, I like that that level of corniness is it's in a massive so blockbuster. climax mm. But it was foolish. It was just foolish. But I'm glad that they had fun with it because I'm sure they did. It was Danny Elfman and Raimi. He's just so anticlimactic, dude. He's going up there and he's fighting the evil version of himself. It's supposed to be like Master Sorcerer Supreme versus Sorcerer Supreme, the Masters of Sorcery, and they're just throwing little music notes at each other. <laughs> it's so anticlimactic. Yeah, that I, is pretty funny. We'll put it that I way. like that they were yeah. creative it's that with Danny it. Elfman credit. But it was not, <laughs> yeah, not compelling. Felt too goofy to be invested in it. It was a little. I thought it was creative. Like, so what did you guys think about Wanda's character in this since you haven't seen WandaVision? Were you 
like did you buy into her grief and the emotional connection with these kids that she didn't have like any real physical connection with that she made up with magic i didn't know the kids weren't real oh when i first saw <laughs> this it, is a personal problem <laughs> <laughs> when i first saw it the entire time i thought oh yeah these are like her like her kids are dead or something like I was like, oh, maybe WandaVision, like she murdered her kids or something like that. So all that those lines where you really didn't listen to the movie, you're just dazzled by the rainy visuals. When they said <laughs> you created them with magic. Yeah, I thought <laughs> very because, explicitly. Because they were dead. I thought because they're dead, yeah. you created a vision of them. <clears throat> yeah, no, she just created. Yeah, I think because we hadn't seen WandaVision, we were like, oh, sure, I guess kids could have come about. In a different universe. Right. That's, what, that's what I was thinking. And then, no, I think Jacob, a uh, friend of the show, Jacob, uh, <laughs> he, I think he said, like, oh, yeah, those aren't real kids. And I was like, what? <laughs> yeah. It's like, and were they holding that's... the knife? No, Zach, go to bed. Go to bed. It's okay. <laughs> Who was holding the knife? <laughs> Who's holding, holding the knife? Just I didn't go. see any knife. I didn't see a single knife. <laughs> <laughs> but the uh i really liked wanda just on like an acting thing i thought mm -hmm. she sold it i thought she was cool yeah i the think story wise i had no idea what was going on but i feel like the concept was good and i feel like the follow-through was almost good but there was just some things that like felt lackluster not only in the writing but in kind of like like it just felt like if you're gonna do that villain you should go like all out the whole time. Like, I feel like it should just be nonstop. I feel like they did. I felt like there were times where it was like, she yeah, was like she's evil. really going for it. But then there's other times where it's like, you're holding back, but without a reason. Like when? I don't like think she's really like, holding I'm being back. reasonable or like, like she just, she spends a whole long, long time trying to get America Chavez with like the aliens that she possesses. Right. And she's like, I'm holding back. And then she just doesn't hold back really? anymore. And I, I was think like, it makes sense, though, because before that point, she hasn't actually dreamlocked and gotten into contact with the other versions of the kids. Once she is in contact with those kids, remember where she gets pulled out of it because she the one person stabs the dark hold. And then oh, it's yes. cutting between her, like trying to hold the kids in the actual world yeah, where they those, exist. Those and then cool her is this. They were cool shots. And I think that was like the trigger where she's like, OK, I'm going all out because now she just got back that feeling of being a mother to those kids. And was Still, able to touch point, them. She could have dreamwalked, and it would have been much more likely that she would have gotten America Chavez if she did dreamwalk. Well, right, but again, I think she was saying like there is a limit. At first, I'm going to try these quote unquote more reasonable steps of just having aliens and whatnot instead of doing the whole dreamwalking thing. Which again, there wasn't a need aliens? to. I guess there would be a need to dreamwalk when she was in the other universes, but the aliens, like the tentacles, big monster. Man. Because he said aliens, they, they're here. I'm so confused right now. <laughs> Those weren't aliens, right? Those were demons. Whatever they Whatever. were, demons. Whatever. Yeah. Oh, okay. Right. I they was like, like, wait, like am I missing something? But yeah, sending those after Is America first. Zach said Wanda was in this? <laughs> <laughs> I saw the Scarlet Witch. <laughs> I saw the Scarlet Witch. I, said, I don't know who this movie is talking about. I was just watching a movie with Tom Cruise flying jets. What what movie is this? Oh man! But yeah, I think it makes sense that in the beginning she does try to genuinely be like, okay, I'm trying to be calm. But then 
uh, flip switches once she actually is with the kids and she's like okay i'm going all out to secure but she dream walks to get there like she decides to go all out before she sees the kids she's like all right i guess i'm gonna dream walk now and then she dream walks and then she sees the kids so what's going all out her dream walking or her choosing to continue to dream walk when she's already doing it i think at the point where after she attacks kamertage that's like the first step of Okay, like going into unreasonability and then mm-hmm. when the whole thing with dr strange happens and they have their little tirade and they're fighting that's when i think she resolves that okay now i'm going to be the one to take them down instead of sending after the demons that aren't as effective as me scarlet witch the all-powerful uh sorceress now i'm going to be the one to go ahead and do it i'm going to get her myself and so she dreamwalks and then when she's dreamwalking and then gets pulled out of it. Now she's like, all right, that's it. I felt the connection with the kids again. Anyone is dying for me to get them back. It still feels like they're forcing the plot point when they could have just written in for like some reason she can't dreamwalk until that point in the movie. Like it feels like they're forcing the plot point of like, I'm going to be reasonable, but now I'm not going to be reasonable. Like it just doesn't feel completely fleshed out. Right. I don't know. I can see the progression. And I think maybe the whole reasonability bit is her trying to cause as little like distress and harm as possible. She still has some of those elements of the Wanda that learned, hey, maybe this is not the best thing to do in order to serve my selfish desires. But of course, as she gets closer and closer to that goal and it gets harder and harder to actually get America Chavez, then she is just full send on trying to get her so i think it can make sense but i also understand your point of view of like she could have gone all out from the beginning and it seemed like they had to justify why she doesn't and so they say oh she's just trying to be reasonable but yeah yeah mid-tier mid-tier uh plot writing yeah mid-tier jump it's not 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 a big fan the way that not credible at all (laughs) No, <laughs> the way that we defeat her, though, where America Chavez sends her to the universe where her kids are at, the Illuminati universe, and then the kids see her being a crazy evil witch. I thought that was a great way to actually end things off. I can and agree. the only way to stop Wanda being the kids disowning her, essentially, and being afraid of her. And she's like, wow, this is what I've become. And this is the person I am. I can't really be a good mother to them. And then the other Wanda comes up to her in her shame and is like, know that they'll be loved. Is this ringing any bells, Zach? Oh, yeah, I remember this stuff. Nice. <laughs> do you guys think Do you guys think that Marvel's getting too inside baseball now? Wait, what? Say again? Do you guys think that Marvel's getting too inside baseball now? What does that mean? Like, you gotta, like, know WandaVision in order to enjoy Doctor Strange. You gotta watch mm, but did well, you, Or did you enjoy Doctor Strange? Yeah, you guys well, enjoyed I, it. I enjoyed Doctor Strange because I liked looking at the screen. But the... <laughs> yeah, uh, nothing to do with the plot, which I WandaVision was required for. <laughs> I, I really only liked it because of, like, Sam Raimi's shots. But right, right. the the actual story, I had no idea what was going on. Yeah, which uh, is what I said after the movie. Like, I, I had no idea what was going on in that movie, but I thought it looked cool. But right. uh, and also, I love like I don't know. I, I just like the feeling of Sam Raimi. But do you guys think? Because I I never really had a problem skipping Marvel movies before, 
but now it feels like they're all starting to get more connected. I think yeah. for the yeah. time being, it's like, actually what's the knife? <laughs> the knife was in this movie. The origin of it was in this movie. Well, yeah, it was because it was referring back. But the I think right now the phase four that we have, most of it can be looked at only within and of itself. Because the Loki thing was supposed to be like the start of the multiverse stuff. And then yeah, that hasn't really panned out because No Way Home and this one are disconnected from Loki in terms of why the multiverse is happening. So I think WandaVision's character and like the emotional attachment to her and her her desire to have these kids, I think would be a lot better for the person who had seen WandaVision. But I don't think it's still necessary viewing. Like they definitely gave enough to try and make you care for the kids and care for her caring for the kids in this like when she wakes up from the dream i thought that was pretty good when she was tucking them in and she wakes up and it was actually just a dream that part was good what do you guys think of the the ice cream song that the kids sang <laughs> that was, I thought it was pretty fucking stupid <laughs> uh, is it just ice cream isn't that what she was cleaning up, like putting the bowls away? Wasn't that ice cream? Dude, I have no clue. Matt, what did so you they, say? They, oh, no. Were they singing for more fucking ice cream? <laughs> I was going to say, <laughs> I, thought <it> was, <laughs> I thought it was cute and weird. I thought that was like a Sam Raimi kind of thing. It's like, you yeah. know what? Like, like, whatever. The, like, like, whatever. This is weird, but this is okay. I think Danny Elfman wrote the song, too. Wow. <laughs> pretty, I, I think oh, he actually God. did write it. But, yeah, it's a, there's the, the full length three minute version at school <laughs> and everything. It's a rock he opera. performed it yeah. at Coachella. <laughs> <laughs> Billy Eilish came out. <laughs> but the what you call it? I really like the scene when she's basically in the evil dead house and like having visions and seeing like her mm-hmm. and like the the picture and all that kind of stuff i like that scene mm-hmm. oh yeah that was, that was really really good i thought um I thought that was a neat scene the whole dream walking thing the way they did that was pretty great but to go back to the original question so, so right now <laughs> how dare you so back to the original <laughs> question so right now i think it's fine like they're not interconnected enough this is the one where i think it's the not most enough i i'm saying like it's not connected to the point where you need to watch everything because you could watch Shang Chi, oh, okay. watch Eternals, watch No Way Home, watch Black Widow. None of them are connected to each other. Like they don't need to have seen one to see the other. Bro, this one is the only one where Phase Four has made me happy. This is crazy. I guess Spider Man No Way Home, but <laughs> there was very jaded to the. I just I have not like Daniels in that cup. Uh, I've really not <laughs> liked any of it. Yeah. <laughs> what about uh? You didn't like Shang Chi? <clears throat> uh, it was okay. He's coming down on it. He enjoyed it out of the theater, but then his feelings waned. I enjoyed it as it was happening, but then as the movie went on, it got worse. That's Mm. very true. What Um, about uh, peaked at the bus bite? Yeah, dude, that shit was awesome. Mm -hmm. After that, it got worse. Yeah, it peaked when they were valet drivers, and he was like, "I just peed." Hell yeah! (laughs) (laughs) Representation, baby. (laughs) I watched the abomination scene. Oh yeah, that was, was alright. Cool. Yeah, it was cool. So yeah, I think as of right now, you can get away with not seeing every movie or the shows of which you've seen like none. So you're you're good <laughs> for now. We'll see as it progresses. But I'm also hoping that we start to remain at this point where 
sometimes it can be beneficial if you have seen everything, but it's not necessary viewing. Because some of these shows, I'm not trying to watch. I'm not trying to Ms. watch Marvel Moon Knight, no. bro. I mean, I'm not trying Knight. to watch this Marvel. Definitely not going to watch She-Hulk, bro. Have you seen the trailer for that? No, I've been no. staying away from that. Oh, yeah. It looks so bad. She looks horrible. Like, the CGI That's all looks I've heard from it. so bad. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Yeah, these Disney Plus shows look kind of janky. But yeah. the Star Wars ones look great. I don't know what's going on there. Yeah, bro. Or like, the Marvel ones are, like, like god-awful, but the... I think you should watch. I think you should watch Loki, Zach. I think there are things in it that you would enjoy. Okay. I think it's it's tolerable. Weren't the Daniels supposed to do Loki? What? Weren't the Daniels supposed to do Loki? Oh, were they? That would have been crazy. I I don't even know. Got approached for that. At least that would have been really interesting. They were talking about like some Marvel show that they got approached for, and I just figured it was Loki. It's kind of cool because it's almost entirely like just people talking about things like it, it's very it's not much action it's just a lot of conversations which is kind of cool for a, like a marvel show yeah i think it's the only one that i would recommend for a watch don't watch cap or uh what is it falcon and winter, falcon soldier. And winter soldier yeah that that shit's rough but do listen to our podcast episode on that that <laughs> oh, was a good discussion we had you should listen to it and not watch the show yeah. and so you don't, don't know what's do going that. on and it's just that whole show is rough do better but, senator yeah, it was not great. But his suit is incredible. So that'll be fun to see. But yeah, Captain America 4 will be coming out. And presumably he and the Winter Soldier, who should be called the White Wolf. I don't know why not. Why he's still called Winter Soldier. But is that'll be... the show? Yes. Oh. Well, for a while now, Wait, he's been White Wolf, Wolf ever since Black Panther's post credits. Yeah, because the whole thing is like, he does like this whole... His whole character arc in Captain America, or from Falcon Winter Soldier, is that like... He doesn't want to be the Winter Soldier, and he's trying to make amends to the people he's like wronged, because because it's he's like this traumatic part of his life, and like yeah. he's leaning towards like being the White Wolf from when his time in like <laughs> Black Panther. <laughs> <laughs> Why did that make him laugh so much? <laughs> he really likes the White Wolf name. <laughs> <laughs> He's, I'm kind of leaning towards the White Wolf guys. I don't know, but you know, I'm not really feeling like the Winter Soldier now. <laughs> okay, go on. <laughs> it's like the whole premise is that he's just trying to not be the Winter Soldier anymore because that guy murdered a bunch of people and was not in control, and so he's like in therapy and shit like that. And like that's like the whole plot. His part of the show that's his plot is him trying to come to terms with his past and try and shape a better future. Which is like the white wolf. Yeah, he wants to be the white wolf. <laughs> but in the end, the show because like the other thing is that Falcon wants to be Captain America, but he's struggling with like finding his identity as Captain America, and so he finally finds it by the end of it. And then the final like title card isn't uh, Falcon Winter Soldier; it's Captain America and Winter Soldier. And it's like why wasn't it Captain America and the Wait, White Wolf? Yeah, oh, it yeah. made no sense. <clears throat> Definitely go listen to that episode because it is a fun talk. Yeah. The ending of the show just ends with a title card that says Captain America and the Winter Soldier? Yes. Yeah. Isn't uh, that the name of the movie? Captain America colon the Winter Soldier. Very oh different. Oh my god, bro. <laughs> Very <on>. different. <laughs> Come on. Yeah, it was it was kind of stupid. All right, now... It should have been Captain America and the White Wolf. Talking about, At least it would have been different. Yeah, it certainly should have. Doctor Strange, wrapping up yeah. our discussion on this film... Any final thoughts that anyone wants to throw out there? My final uh, few thoughts are that the Darkhold, when she destroyed the tower thing, 
it should not have destroyed all the dark holds in every other universe. That makes no sense. That's a cop out. Should have left the temptation there for all the other universes. And it also doesn't actually make sense. But Wanda, since we saw the little burst of red, certainly she's got to be alive. I mean, it'd be crazy if they took her out of commission before any X-Men actually arrived. I think... Yeah, there's no way she's... Yeah. Moving forward, I don't know what they're going to do, but I think she should get her own movie at some point. Because, I mean, this was... She was like co-lead in this one. Mm-hmm. And they also should have... I don't know, the title being Multiverse of Madness when it did not really delve into the multiverse or the madness of it that much. Kind of yeah. weird. Kind of so, weird too. Yeah. It should have been called like Doctor Strange and Scarlet Witch or something like that. But hopefully we'll get an actual Scarlet Witch movie later Doctor on. Doctor Strange, The Witching Hour. Ooh. Wow, there you go. Call it Kevin Feige. <laughs> Matt, bring him hey, back Kevin. in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, uh, Mr. Feige, sir, he has an idea. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey yo yeah. Kevin I got this idea for you <laughs> Doctor Strange and the Witching Hour change uh, the name on the Blu-ray uh, I like the idea but uh I don't I don't think we're gonna I don't think we're gonna go with that I'm, I'm sorry uh, <laughs> I don't know what he sounds like I'm just guessing <laughs> I've only seen pictures like, of the man I've never heard him talk in my Ke- life is Kevin Feige? uh yeah uh, uh in, when I'm not busy with with Miss Piggy uh I'm out making it seem uh what are you gonna do I can't wait for the Muppets Avengers do? crossover <laughs> Uh, what are you You're gonna, gonna direct this, Sam? And uh, if you don't, I'm gonna have Fozzie throw a pie in your face, <laughs> Sam. <laughs> oh uh, my goodness! Thank you very much, Mr. Feige. Yeah. We appreciate uh, it. You're welcome. Uh, I'll see you guys next week. Uh, goodbye. Oh, I'm, uh, I'm walking out now. Bye, buddy. Okay, he's gone now, guys. Thank All God right. he had a gun in his pocket. I don't know why. You sure it was a gun? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's pretty hard being green. It ain't easy. Let me tell you that much. Uh. So yeah. Any other final thoughts? Any y'all have about the movie? Uh, I'm very happy that I got to piece together the plot today. Um, <laughs> but I would say I enjoyed watching the movie. Because it had some cool shots. It was exciting. The score was awesome. Nice. And the uh, Wanda, even though I didn't understand her character, she acted very well. Nice. Now, Zach, let me ask you. Out of how many star-shaped multiversal portals out of five would you give Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness? Out of five? Yes. I'd probably give it three and a half. All right. Star shaped America Chavez's. <laughs> nice. Out of five. Uh, Matt, your final thoughts. Okay. So I would definitely say that given that neither of us watched WandaVision, <clears throat> I felt like, I still felt like Scarlet Witch was like the star of the show a little bit in this film. And I feel like she lent herself most to like the Sam Raimi style. Like that was like where it really was showcased in this movie. So I think that probably lent, that was probably why it was my favorite part. But yeah, I just, I thought that like, I know Dylan kind of had some problems with the quippiness of her, but I thought that that was kind of balanced well with the emotional stuff with her kids in those scenes too. So I think she kind of really rounded it out and saved it in a lot of ways for me. Uh, 
And then out of five America Chavez's, the star, <laughs> the Spy Kids character, I would say, I, I think I'm pretty close to Zach. I don't know. I'd probably go three and a half, like three to three and a half. Like somewhere in between there. Maybe 3.3. 3. America yeah, Chavez's. Did I, I say three and a half? You said you three, and a, three and a half. And it's okay, like, good. I think it was, it was a little forgettable. But that's okay. It was a good time. I would still watch it over Doctor Strange 1 again. Yeah, gotcha. But that, that, that's, that's I, how I feel. I, would, I am going to give it 3.5 star-shaped multiversal portals out of 5 for essentially the same reasons you all gave. Story, plot, not the greatest. The characters that are in there, very much enjoyed. The direction, quite good. Definitely uh, saved it. Dylan, how about you? We are all anticipating what sort of score you will give out of how many star-shaped multiversal portals out of five are you giving this film? So I thought this was a really bad movie. Wow. (laughs) I just... (laughs) No amount of Sam Raimi stylism, whether it was balls to the wall crazy or limited in any kind of way, nothing he could do could save the poor writing in this film. How genuinely terrible it is. There is no character arcs that are worthwhile. There is no overall plot that I could even possibly care about. And there's just so many plot holes that it's just begrudging, like like horribly, horribly infuriating to watch. Even if there is some cool things they do, and even if they do go balls to the wall crazy with Scarlet Witch. Now, Ryan, I listened to your entire rant about ratings that (laughs) you did on the last episode with Alessandro and Sebastian. And uh, because I listened to that, I decided I was being too lenient on my ratings. Oh no, that was the opposite <laughs> effect. That was that discussion we were supposed to have. I know, but I listening, to Sebastian, <laughs> listening to Sebastian and Alessandro talk about it and talk about how it's just literally, should we just be about how you feel about the movie and how it like made you feel watching? Well, that's it, true. I agree with that a big impact in how you rate things and also how I disagree with him saying two and a half isn't that bad. I think two and a half is pretty bad. That's what I'm saying. But I also think that more movies deserve it than you think. (laughs) I mean, I feel like giving everything a a three and above is not fair. And that's what I usually do. The lowest thing I've rated on this show that we're doing is, is what house of Gucci. I think I gave it two and a half stars. Probably. You probably gave it two stars. Uh, maybe. I can't see you going 2.5 for that. If I didn't, then I retroactively now give House of Gucci two stars so that I can give <laughs> Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness two and a half stars. Wow. And that's actually feel pretty bad. good. I was expecting like a one. Well, no. see, that's what I was saying. Dylan does, uh, his curve is a bit higher because, yeah, someone, if. I'm gonna like, Sebastian or Alessandro. When I was watching it, I was debating between a three and a three and a half, but I felt what? like that was way too lenient. And having listened to your discussion, I was like, "No, I'm not gonna be lenient anymore." I <laughs> genuinely didn't like this movie. The gloves are. I'm off. gonna be confident about the fact that I didn't like this movie, and I'm gonna give it two and a half stars and be confident in that rating. And retroactively, I'm going to knock down House of Gucci to two stars if I didn't already do it, just because this movie was still better than that. That that is currently my least my lowest rated movie on this show is House of Gucci. That's but crazy. I'm also gonna knock down Black Widow because I think <laughs> Black Widow deserves to be lower than this. So I'm gonna give Black Widow two stars as well. Dang. 
And I'm confident in that. I think it's about time, you know, the gloves come off, getting serious here. I'm going to be stronger in my ratings. I'm Not everything can be a three and a half. I feel like I rate like everything that I think is just okay, a three and a half. Because mm-hmm. I don't know what else to give it. I'm not going to do that anymore. Yeah, a three and a half is pretty decent. Yeah, it's pretty right. You know? Well, that's what the basis of our conversation was, is everyone has different ideas of what a three is, a 3.5 is. So, yeah, that's, that's fascinating that now you're going to be a bit more stronger. I think the problem in my head was like, I was thinking about it. If I had made a movie and someone gave me a three and a half stars, I'd be like, damn, they really didn't like it. Like three and a half is bad. <laughs> like, like I have such high standards for myself that I shouldn't apply that to other people. If I don't like something, I don't like it. And it's going to be two and a half stars for me. Sorry, Sam Raimi. I mean, Evil Dead is a five. Evil Dead 2 is a four and a half. You know, you, you got wow. some bangers in there. But this one, I mean, I haven't seen Evil Dead 2 in so long. So maybe it's a five. But from yeah. what I remember, it's a four and a half. Evil Dead 1 is just so good. It is so good. The Spider-Man, the first two Spider-Man films hit pretty hard. We reviewed those earlier this mm-hmm. year. Those reviews yeah. are accurate. It's funny that we're only an hour away from being as long as our Spider-Man conversation. Yet it's just about one movie. <laughs> well, yeah, this one will be just two hours. We were recording a bit yeah. longer. But what's even crazier is we're only half an hour away from being as long as the longest Stranger Things episode. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> true. It's very true. Wait, we didn't we didn't talk about the one big the big big thing about this movie. What's that? <laughs> what's the big big thing about? Oh it? yeah, <laughs> I know what he's gonna say. <laughs> Brucey came back. Brucey came. Yeah. That was awesome. Yeah. yeah. It was all right. I feel like his cameo what? could have been funnier. Sorry. Yeah, Actually, I don't look disagree. Look at the humor. Like his three cameos in the Spider-Man films were all so much better than this. They were so much oh, yeah. funnier. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. They were. This they was were. just him being like. This was so good, you though. You took pizza. Ah, 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 ah. And then like <laughs> punching himself in the face. And I'm like, bro. You you were so funny in the Spider-Man cameos. Like, make this one funnier. Like, let him be funnier. Oh my goodness. Okay. Give him a funnier cameo. <laughs> to each his own. You just, just can't felt win like with such, him, Zach. It felt such like MCU humor, bro. <laughs> it did not feel like like genuine Sam Raimi humor. Yeah. It didn't feel like a Bruce Campbell cameo humor or like Evil Dead Two humor. Like, it just felt so so cheesy and so corny. Right. Is that Crazy. Poppy in the background? Whose dog is getting taken down? Yeah, Poppy's going nuts, and I have no idea why. Kevin Feige is trying to argue with Poppy. (laughs) Breaking into your house. Kevin, Kevin, can you come back in here, please, Kevin? (laughs) This dog is going crazy. I don't know what's going on out there. I can't get my work done. I can't plan Doctor Strange 3. (laughs) All right, so you gave it 2.5. The rest of us gave it, I think, 3.5 is what we all came to. Yeah, so that is our review for Sam Raimi's Doctor Strange in Woo! the Multiverse of Madness. That is all the time we have. If you'd like to give your thoughts on the show or make a suggestion for the movie of the week, which we haven't done in just so long, we should just take that out of the script at this point. You can email us at theboxoffishow at gmail.com. Our main title theme for the show is Sundown by Joseph McDade. Big round of applause to big 45 minute round of applause for <laughs> Zach Wolf and Matt Beck. Yeah. Coming out. Thanks, guys. Don't stop. <laughs> we love Has it been 45 minutes yet? Can you, yeah. can you loop this for 45 minutes? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> that way we can be longer than the Stranger Things episode. Yeah, that's exactly. true. We have yeah. to beat their records. We have to beat their record. Anyway, thanks for coming out, guys. We had a bunch of fun talking about it. Yes, thank uh, you guys fun. for having us on again. Yes. And to the listeners, we will see you next week. Goodbye. Goodbye.